Hey guys, it's Impact Wrestling Superstar Miss Tessmacher, and I've listened to the one and only WNS Podcast. Mwah. You're listening to the official Wrestling News Horse Podcast. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsHorse.com or check us out on Facebook by searching WrestlingNewsHorse.com or WNS Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, and iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast or WNS Podcast. Now being broadcast in over 45 different countries, here are your hosts, Daniel Heron, Tyler Bear, and Doug. That's right. What's up, everyone? I am Dino Heron. Tyler Abert. I'm Doug. And we welcome you to episode 318 of the official podcast for WrestlingNewsForce.com. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsForce.com. Check us out on Facebook, WrestlingNewsForce.com. You can find us on Facebook, WNS Podcast, on YouTube, WNS Video, and on iTunes, Wrestling News Source Podcast. Yo, we're on Stitcher, Beyond Pod, Play.fm, and Satchel. Just search Wrestling News Source Podcast to find us. Follow the podcast on Twitter at WNS Podcast. Daniel is at WNS underscore Daniel and Tyler is at Tyler underscore Aber. There you go. So welcome to the show. We have got a huge show lined up for you today. Huge. Huge. Uh, we're going to be talking some feedback, NXT TakeOver, WrestleMania, Raw, SmackDown, Hot Topics, all that good stuff. Maybe some more. Who knows? Who knows? So, uh, so yeah. So welcome to the show. Tyler, how are you doing? <coughs> all right. Yeah? Good coffee. You hanging in there? Hanging around. Yeah. The WrestleMania week is finally over. Now we can go back to our normal lives of watching wrestling on a smaller scale. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Uh, even though it was like a seven hour show. Yeah. I had fun hanging out. Yeah. It, it was. Took, it took all my day. Well, not just WrestleMania. There was also a two hour SmackDown, a three hour Raw, a two hour. Uh, NXT TakeOver, and and also the Hall of Fame, which I didn't get to catch, but uh, from my understanding, one or both of you guys did. Um, so maybe we can talk a little bit about that as well. Doug, how are you? I'm good. Yeah? Yep. Not too bad? Sure. Cool. What about you? I am hanging in there. I'm uh, still reeling from, uh, from the WrestleMania week. I'm still very humble at, at the number of downloads that our, our show had last week. Uh, we're closing in on at the at the point of this recording. We're closing in on thirty seven thousand downloads, which is a uh, which a new a new all time high for us. That's, so, like, uh, that's a new all time low, man. All time low, low, yeah. I can't believe it was so low. It's an all time low for our show. Like <laughs> our show sucked last week. <laughs> I like I always sound like shit, and I sounded especially like shit last week. Well, my phone was awful. Like I, I dude, is that back. how you? Get, Huh? There was a f- or some sort of ruffle or feedback thing. I don't know. I wonder if that's how my phone always sounds. It's weird. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just a, since it was such a long conversation. Maybe the phone was kind of like, dude, give me a break. Give me some rest. I don't know. But uh, yeah, we're all back in the studio this week, which is nice. Yes, we so, got so to I can the make station, eye contact with you guys. We didn't, um, you know, didn't have any bad weather this week. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's uh. All good in the hood. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk about all that good stuff. We'll go into some feedback. The only feedback that we had, surprisingly enough, our most listened to episode, and we only got one bit of feedback, it's coming from uh, Niall Owen. I hope I'm saying that right. Saying, firstly, I would 100% share my gun with my girlfriend. And secondly, my theory on the women's match is Sasha turns heel on Bailey, although Nia wins the match. 
The next night, I would have her come out talking about how dominant she is. Charlotte would then come out, only to be attacked by Dana and Emma. Then I would like to see Asuka come out and flatten Nia. I guess I'm going to... I'm going to guess that by the time you guys do the next show, none of this happened and I was way off. You and me both. <laughs> you and me both were way off. Yeah. There were uh, there were some interesting choices made at, at WrestleMania. Uh, a couple things that was kind of like, why didn't they just go this route? But uh, we'll make sure to talk about that uh, as we get into our reviews of them all. But thank you very much. Uh, Niall Owen, uh, again, I hope I'm saying that correctly, for being the only person to provide feedback for us. So a round Thank of you. applause for you on our Most Listened To episode. So uh, let's talk some Hall of Fame. You guys you guys got to catch it? Hi, I swallowed sure. Yeah, what did you think? Eh, it, was, it was fun enough. I didn't go back and catch it. I know that you were talking about during WrestleMania, and I wanted to see it, you know all of it, but... Uh, one thing that we were talking about was uh, Beth Phoenix. Yeah, I mean, I thought she had the best speech. She was super classy and just the way she handled herself and handled everyone else. And um, I don't know. She was like... I don't know how to describe it other than it was super classy and she knew... It wasn't like she was trying to make her career out to be more than it was, but she was really, um, just the way she incorporated everyone that she worked with and had something nice to say about everyone and like a kind word to the women that are there now. She, I wouldn't say she did like a little bit of shooting, but she very like in in the classiest way possible. She was like made it known that we are still fighting for or those women specifically are still fighting for (laughs) equality in the workplace as far as how they're presented, how they're perceived, how they're paid. Um, But she did it. I don't know. Well, there's there, I, the only word that keeps coming to mind is class. She did it the classiest way possible, where she wasn't. She didn't like take a big shit on the WWE. She just made some made you know what she thought clear in the most positive and classiest way possible, and just like I don't know. I just thought she killed it. There were some rock and rolls, or one of the one of if not the greatest tag team of all time, and it was just a fucking sad speech. Those guys barely got through, you know, and. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it was them, but, you know, it was just sort of a sad thing. I don't know. Like, they could, they got lost. They were, they had something prepared, and then even that didn't seem to help them. And I don't know. It was just sort of sad. Not that you expect, like, a great speech from these guys, but, you know, on a night where there were some great speeches delivered, it was a little off putting and sad for those guys. I thought Cornette. Understand that the Midnights and the Rock and Rolls are sort of like the the yin and the yang. They the Midnights are sort of the other side and are very extremely important to the success of the Rock and Rolls. But I thought Cornette used a little bit too much of his time to put them over, like in the same breath as the Rock and Rolls. I didn't really? I didn't care for that. Um, DDP had a good speech. It was long, but it was good. He had um, surprisingly good impressions. Um, he had a good Dusty. He had a good he did snake, Jake the Snake. A couple of people he did get pretty good impressions of. Um, 
Kurtz was a little weird for me. I don't know. Like he he went like super jokey with it, and I thought that was a little odd. And um, but it was fine for the most part. Um, I don't know. I like Teddy's was just like sort of short and sweet. He was like, ah, I'm not gonna be here all night. He sort of like played the hits. He sort of like knew people wanted to hear to hear him say tag match and one on one with the Undertaker, and he fucking gave it to him. <laughs> And uh, I heard that JBL inducted him. Um, uh, it was JBL uh, and Ron Simmons. Yeah. How was how was their speech? Because I know that JBL, whenever he's inducting someone, he always has something very interesting to talk about. Um, I thought it was sort of like cobbled together and sounded mm-hmm. sort of weird. Um, I don't know. It was sort of, it seemed like whatever he was saying seemed out of play. I can't remember exactly what he was talking about now, but it seems sort of like he's tried to shoehorn something in that was he either didn't have time to go through or I honestly can't remember what he was talking about, but it, I don't remember thinking it was like anything great. And there's Rick Rudes. Yeah, I always feel really bad for the families who go out there and accept on behalf of their like deceased family members. It was rough last year with Bossman, even though I thought they did a pretty good job. And the same thing with the Roots family. I, it's rough, but they did a good job as well. Um, I mean, he did the, like, Roots kid did the shtick, and then Miz, they cut to Miz in the crowd. He was losing it over, like, Roots kid doing the <laughs> shtick, which I thought was awesome. And uh, I don't know. He's still a super fan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, Dana Warrior always has a pretty good. She's a good public speaker. That she does for. She had a really good speech again. Like she was introducing the new inductee again, and uh, she just had a really good fucking speech. I don't know. She's. I don't know. But yeah, I would say it was. Um, I mean, it was, a, it was a good enough time. I think it's worth watching. But, I did uh, get to see a little bit of Beth Fe- uh, Beth Phoenix's speech uh-huh. where she was mentioning how. Uh, Molly Holly paid for her uh, wrestling school. Mm-hmm. And that was a really touching story. It was just really, uh, you know, she was, she was really putting over Molly Holly how, you know, she might not, she's not getting like really the recognition that she deserves because she was sort of like the mom to, to everybody or something along those lines. But uh, mm-hmm. it was really cool. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that it's um, a contest to see who had the best speech because mm-hmm. they're all being honored in their own rights for right. their own ways. But if you're asking me to say, pick a highlight, I would say but I would think, in my opinion, Beth had the best speech. Cool. Very neat. Um, so that was Friday night. Saturday night was NXT TakeOver. Uh, I didn't get to catch the, the first couple of matches, but I did get to watch, watch all the uh, championship matches. Did you guys get to see it all? I saw the, the, the <coughs> triple threat tag team match. Yeah. I saw the whole show. The whole show? Okay. Yeah. Uh, the first matchup was uh, Sanity going up against Ty Dillinger, Roderick Strong, Cassius Ono, and... Uh, well, Ho- No Way Jose got taken out. That's why Cassius was... Yes. Uh, and uh, and Ruby Riot. So, uh, Doug, what do you think about this matchup? <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Um... The match itself was fine, but I thought it was really weird that they went out of their way to take Jose out of the match and insert Cassius. But they totally made him seem just like a normal, like random guy. Like that—that that mm-hmm. was. I know he. It's not his first match, but it's his first takeover match, and he's still the hot new signee to a certain extent. 
and they just made him feel like another guy because he was like this he was like the surprise like they're like all standing there like uh, who like looking all smug who's gonna be our guy (laughs) and then when he debuts like seeing he's like oh fuck it's him and then and then they they go down there and he he kicks ass for you know a few minutes but then it just sort of breaks down Hmm. and he just is like another guy in the match he didn't I'm not saying that he needed to get the win for his team or that his it just seemed weird the way that they laid the match out and I don't know why first of all Sanity won and they pinned Ty which I'm sure plays into him leaving but I mean I know they did they're doing the cage match or whatever they're taping tonight or whatever between him and Eric Young but uh I don't know why you go out of your way to insert Ono to make him just look like another dude or, or why Jose couldn't have filled that spot. I, I get like, okay, we want to get him on the card, but he could have mm-hmm. he could have wrestled whoever, you know, it, it would, I don't know. It was weird. The match was fine. I just thought the choice to use Ono and then use him in the way they did was really weird, but whatever. Like if you're going to bring him in for that spot, have him be the guy who wins or something. Well, not even if he wins, but ma- make him seem like a big deal in the match. But they didn't even make him seem like it. They they, they made like another guy. He, they made him seem like a big deal in the entrance, where the like their team looked. His team looked real smug, like haha, look who we got. And the mm-hmm. other insanity looked like oh fuck, they got him. But then in the in the terms of the match, he just seemed like not a big deal at all. Mm. He was just like another segment of the match, which wow. was disappointing. That is kind of disappointing. Uh, after that, we got to see the uh, debut for Alistair Black going up against Andrade Almas. Um, thoughts on thoughts on this matchup? Um, I thought it was a good debut. Uh, they they blew a couple of spots on a little some weird stuff, but I thought presentationally, uh, Alistair Black looked real fucking cool. Like his entrance was they they shot him from. Basically, the way that you, I know you guys didn't see it, so I'll try my best to describe it for you and, you know, the fans or listeners at home, like, uh, if they didn't see it, they were just sort of like, the lights were out and they were just sort of shooting straight ahead and you were sort of like, okay, what's happening? Where is it coming from? And he does one of these. It's sort of like the Undertaker sit up, but I would, I would say it's more like Dracula coming out of the coffin. He was standing like this. And he was like laid flat and there was a thing that pushed him straight up where he was like, from like a like laying a position, kind of yeah, thing. like where he just like weird, like you know, plank. like a, yeah. I mean, you couldn't see it. They were trying to make it appear as if he just like stood up. Huh. You know what I'm saying? Like supernaturally weird. Which uh, is, I don't know if you That's how much you know about End, but his, uh, I don't know. I, I'm not saying. Um, it's necessarily incorporated into his gimmick, but he has a lot of. Um, um, what is the correct word I'm looking for? You know what? I'm just gonna leave it alone because I don't I don't want to f- say the wrong fucking thing. Vampire. No, no, no. It's not like he 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 he's at the very least interested in a lot of occult things, and so they are probably incorporating that into his gimmick. Hmm. Okay. So, um. I don't know if he practices occult magic or if in actuality or if it's just an interest of his, but they incorporated it into his gimmick. He basically did the Dracula, like, light as a feather, stiff as a board, like, like set up <laughs> thing. It, it came across really cool. It looked cool. Just- and um, 
I don't know. The match was cool. I like seeing almost a lot. I know people don't think he people don't gravitate towards him for whatever reason, but I think he's fucking awesome and completely underutilized. He was awesome in this. The dude oozes charisma, whether they're doing shit with him or not, which I think is hard to keep motivated whenever you're not being you're sort of brought in as one of the biggest dudes in Mexico and then you're not just not being utilized to that level. So I think it's hard to keep your motivation. I know Nakamura hasn't felt like he's kept his motivation up until this point. So I, you know, I commend uh, Cien Almas for, you know, putting the work in and keeping doing what he's doing. Mm -hmm. The match was fine. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the spot f- before, but he's using like a spinning like kick as his finish, but he's, he's, he's doing this thing where uh, the guy's over and he sort of picks you up by the neck with his foot. Hmm. Yeah, I saw that. And uh, I don't know. I think it, it like adds to um, the presentation of his character. I thought it, it came across. you up right where I want. Yeah, but it's, it's just like a sort of, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but it's just like, that paired with like the entrance they gave him to me it just it was like it was a strong debut in the sense of presentation like how they're gonna show this guy and yes obviously it looks like they're gonna do some like spooky maybe some hocus pocus shit with him i don't okay i shouldn't say that strongly i don't there's nothing to lead me to believe that they're gonna like make him a bray type person where he has like powers Mm -hmm. that may just be like his entrance like but presentationally i thought he came across like good so i don't know cool so he ends up getting the victory um giving andrade yet another loss it's kind of sad um after that we got to see the nxt tag titles on the line this was uh made into a elimination match a triple threat elimination match the authors of pain going up against the revival and diy uh i enjoyed this matchup uh, Tyler, we'll go to you uh, on this one since you said this was one of the ones that you got to watch. What did you think about this matchup? Uh, I liked it more than I thought I would. Um, mm. I think each of them played their part uh, well and stuff because I was uh, I didn't know what offensive painter were gonna do, yeah. but um, it turned out good. So. Yeah, I like the part. You know, obviously they know it's an elimination match, and so. DIY and the revival put their differences aside to go after the authors of pain. And then, uh, then throughout the match, they kind of, they'll group together and then they disband Then they group together and then they disband. Uh, but the, the last time that they disbanded, it cost, uh, the revival or no, I'm sorry, DIY, um, the matchup as they got eliminated. And later on the revival was eliminated, uh, giving the win to the authors of pain. But Doug, what did you think about the matchup? I thought it was fucking awesome. Yeah. I think this is the best thing on the show by a long shot. Uh, I don't think there was anything. I don't know if there's anything in the entire weekend WWE wise even sniffed as good as like as good as this match was. Uh, I mean, not just. See, I think there's a little bit more like to the psychology of like what you guys were alluding to. Where first of all. The fans like DIY. The yeah. fans like Revival. The guys, the fans like those two teams facing each other. All mm-hmm. those matches they had last year were fucking awesome. Every yeah. match they had delivered fucking in spades. And it wasn't just, yes, it was the psychology that AOP is so much more physically dominant that they were going to gang up on them, but it's also the psychology of like prolonging those two squ- because. 
what the, this what the fans want and are expecting is for them to eliminate AOP and they want to get down to revival and DIY. Mm-hmm. So not only is it the psychology of we they're physically more imposing, so we need to team up, but it's also the psychology of we're prolonging our interaction and building the crowd up for that. Yeah, and. Uh, I thought AOP more than held their own. They are really good at they just took a sort lot of, of punishment. They did, and they seemed like big monsters because it took a lot to put them away with the table <laughs> spot, like to the outside. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but they were really good at like was it Gargano or Champa that they had were just tossing them around like a battering ram, like they were holding them both holding. Oh, them. that was uh, that was Gargano. Yeah, that was that was a good spot for them. I thought this match was really good, and I thought it was cool how, like, they did the, um, the like, the the teams broke off and they did their finishers in alternate pairs. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. that was cool as shit. Even the submissions. Yeah, even that. well, yeah, even where he was like, Gargano was gonna break it up. He's like, no, no, no. Everybody's like, no, no, no. Let him fuck. It's an elimination. Let him go. And he's like, fuck this. I'm getting in on it. And they try to do the double because mm-hmm. because if all their matches together played off those double submission spots in the ring, and this was them doing it together. Yeah. On the opposing team, I thought it, I thought the way that they laid it out was so smart because it called upon all their matches together, but like in the opposite way, mm-hmm. it called upon their matches in the past, like against AOP and prolonging, like which never really delivered. We got some short spurts of them like colliding, but it was really about getting rid of AOP. And once DIY was gone. I felt like the crowd lost steam when they realized Revival wasn't going to win. Yeah, and so the crowd sort of like. We're just like, ah, we're, we're over this whenever, you know, once that elimination happened and they, re- they realized that Revival wasn't going to take it, they're just sort of like, yeah, it, it deflated the crowd. Mm-hmm. But in a good way, I mean, the, the crowd gave up on the match at the end, but in the way that it's like, oh, fuck, we really don't want those assholes to win. Yeah. And those are the assholes that are still left. That's their, good heel heat. Yeah. I don't so. know. I like the match a lot. I thought it was the best thing on the show. I think it was better than anything on Mania. Uh, I like the match a lot. Yeah, I agree with you. It was a it was a really solid matchup. It was really fun. It was fun to watch. Uh, you know, we we saw AOP and in San Antonio for the, uh, before the Royal Rumble, and we were commenting on you know some of the guys that we had seen at Evolve made AOP seem small uh, by comparison. I don't want to. I don't want to say that. I just want to say well, like not necessarily small, but they weren't as big as yeah, some of the people like that we see. Yeah, it's like we've seen a bunch of other big dudes, and then just like eh, yeah. there are other big dudes out there. But you see the authors of pain in the ring next to the revival and and DIY. Those guys are monsters. Yeah, they yeah. were huge compared to, to compared to the other two teams. So uh, you know they were physically imposing. Their their offense looked like it felt like it hurt, um, and they took a whole lot of punishment. So they did their job. They did it well. The crowd responded the way that a good heel team should get a response. I mean, you can say what you want about the Authors of Pain, but if you look at all their big match performances on all the takeovers since, well, the one where they won the belts and the two that they defended, all the matches they've been in are good. Mm-hmm. And that is because they have they aren't going to go like have those great matches with lesser teams. They are being carried to those matches. Yeah. But though they are the developing team. They are like actual developmental guys. Yeah. And that's their role to learn and to fucking as far as where they've been slotted and the role they've been given, they have 
you know, upheld their end of the bargain. You yeah. can't hate on those guys because all the matches they've had are good. Yeah. They've held their own. Yeah. So, and they've got Paul Elrig to, to talk for them, and they've got Gargano and Ciampa and the Revival in the ring to work with. So, that's pretty good company. Yeah, I mean, those teams have done wonders for AOP. They've, they've put them in some good matches. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of credit to those teams. Yeah, I know this is random, but whatever happened to TM sixty one? Um, One of them got injured. I think, I think Haste is hurt. Yeah, okay. yeah, he he's out for a while. He got injured. Um, oh, I don't know if it's. Sh- um, I think it's Haste, but one of them's hurt. I can't remember which one. Yeah. Uh, do we want to talk about the revival? Jump ahead a little bit. Um, we can. Just- okay. Uh, I mean, while we're while we're talking about it, what what were y'all thoughts on uh, the revival? Uh, debuting on them. Raw. I knew it was them when there's like another team. I was like, I was hoping it was them as well. And then once I heard the say yeah, I was like, oh yeah, revival. That, um, that song's so cheesy, but it fits them so like yeah. it just <laughs> like you you wouldn't say like man that's a good song, but it's like a good song for them, and that's mm, what yeah. makes it work so well. And the crowd responded so well to it as well. I don't, I don't know, man. Like, I just hope everything goes good. I know they're about to have a shakeup on Raw and mm-hmm. SmackDown, all that stuff. But I don't know where all these ta- uh, other tag teams and everything is going to go. I would say Revival and Hardy stay on Raw, but I mean, I don't know, man. I just don't know what they're they're going to do. Yeah, I, I think they're going to be in the top. They're going to have a feud with the New Day. I, I that's what's sure going to happen. So New Day, I think, is going to stay on Raw. Revival's going to stay on Raw, and they're going to have their feud, and hopefully... Or would this be a way to break up the New Day? Because, you know, it's been long since rumored that, you know, sooner or later that, that team will well, they disband. Got their ice cream. They haven't got their ice cream out yet, so so no, they're not breaking up. I would like to see them do Hardy's New Day before they break up New Day. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, going back over to NXT, like I said, the Authors of Pain end up getting the victory. Uh, the next matchup, Asuka going up against Ember Moon. Um... The match concludes with uh, Asuka throwing the referee into the ropes while Ember Moon was on the top rope getting ready to deliver her finishing maneuver and it ended up costing Ember Moon the match. Uh, Asuka doing a little bit of heel tactics. to uh, do what you got to do. Yeah, to secure her victory. Maybe she underestimated Ember Moon and uh, decided, well, screw this. I'm, I'm going this route. Uh, Doug, what do you think about the matchup? I thought it was solid enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the I think the story here is just that she has been so dominant for so long. No one's been able to get like an inch on her, and this is them showing. Like, I mean, every, I don't I don't think it's any surprise. I think everyone's thought for a long time now that Ember is the person who's going to eventually unseat her as mm-hmm. as champ. But this is showing like not not only is no one like beat her but she hasn't given an inch like as far as being afraid or like taken aback by anybody yet and this is like the first like chink in the armor where it's like oh she she sees something that she should be worried about or whatever and that's basically the story here she she sees a threat yeah she sees the threat she feels threatened for the first time since she's been here and that's the story which uh the match was fine, and I think that's a perfectly fine story to tell. Um, I was a little surprised just because I expected her, I expected them to go ahead and give it to Ember here and then call Asuka, but that's obviously not what they're doing. Yeah. They're playing the long game with it, so, you know. Which, you know, is okay with me because they are getting their talent 
taken away from them again. Um, so at least hold her on, hold her for a little bit longer, and then we'll see what happens after the superstar shakeup that they that they're talking about. Yeah, we forget when talking about NXT, we sort of forget to mention how important Oscar is to NXT, mm-hmm. and she's uh, very important. Yeah. Um, what did you guys think about the the unveiling of the new championships? They got the tag titles, women's title, and the uh, NXT title. This. I don't I don't love any of them, but I like them all more than the belts they had before them. Yeah. Uh, would you say that with the big X on it, like that, kind of reminds you of X Division a little bit? Not really. I mean, kind of, maybe. I I can see why someone would think that, but I think that the the main NXT title was atrociously bad. (laughs) I thought it was disgusting looking. Like I thought that's I thought that's a terrible belt, and uh, I thought the women's title was fine. It didn't bother me, but I like the new one better. I thought the tags titles were sort of bleh, but I like the new ones better. I don't love any of the new ones. I just like them better than the old ones. I was opposite that the main title. I liked it. I know a lot of people Mm. hated it. I I don't know why. I couldn't tell you. It just looks so clunky and weird to me. See, and I like the I like the tag titles a little bit because it was the alternating uh, black and gold. Mm-hmm. Like on one belt, the the black was on the left side, and on colors. the other one, it was on the right side. Like your broken friendship charm. <laughs> yeah, they're best friends. They're pals. They're tag champs. Uh, you put them together, and it forms a whole. I didn't have as nearly as big of a problem with the tag belts as the the main title. Yeah. So, it, it you know it gives them a. Bigger feel, I guess. I was going through the network a little bit today, and um, they added a bunch of like old NXT from when like Rollins was champ, like hmm. a bunch of TVs from back then. So there's nice. a bunch cool. of shit on the network from that time period. It's like 2012 NXT or something. Nice pre-network NXT. Yes. Nice. Um, <clears throat> one of the things that happened before the main event, they showed uh, someone sitting in the crowd, that being Drew McIntyre. Which was uh, a nice surprise seeing him and the and the fact that they were like, oh my God, it's Drew McIntyre. Um, so it was announced later on that he has officially signed to uh, to show up in NXT, which makes sense. You've got Shinsuke Nakamura who's out, Ty Dillinger who's out, uh, the Revival who's out, uh, up on to the main roster now. You got to start filling some of that star power now, and uh, I think Drew McIntyre is a is a good good name to bring in. What do you guys think? Yeah, good for him. He's he's really good, and he was uh, completely underutilized when he was with them before. So, uh, so okay, you have because okay, so Drew is coming up, and um, I'm blanking right now. And you got Alistair, and then they need to have Roddy do some stuff too. He's just mm-hmm. kind of there right now. And then I guess Cassius will be up doing stuff too. Mm-hmm. So they'll be be replacing someone, but there's not a new tag team to replace the revival, though. Not at the moment, but that'll come in time. They'll bring in some new stars, new people to to make a name for themselves. Oh yeah, with uh, when is Adam gonna be there? Adam Cole. Oh, I don't know. Doug, have you heard anything about Adam Cole? His contract's not been. Bay Bay. Who knows? Uh, the main event saw Bobby Roode going up against Shinsuke Nakamura for the NXT Championship. Um, How was that? I don't know. It wasn't very memorable to me. Uh, they sort of played off of what happened in San Antonio, playing the leg, and Shinsuke was working the arm, I believe. 
Um, I don't know. Doug, what do you think? I wouldn't even say he's working the arm. I think he worked for an arm bar a couple of times, but it wouldn't what I would equate to like limb work. Yeah. I thought it was, I did. I wasn't into it. I thought that the, the, I don't like Bobby Roode very much. I don't find when he his control, like heat segments are very compelling mm-hmm. and not, and they did a ton of leg work. And to me, it was all for nothing because I didn't feel like the, the limb work played off in the match. So I thought it, it just fell flat. I thought it was a completely uninspired performance from Bobby Roode and Shinsuke Nakamura. What do you think about like, okay, so you have where they did the Smojo and Shinsuke Nakamura thing back and forth. Mm-hmm. See, that was believable when he lost the title. Was it believable when he Shinsuke lost the title to Bobby Roode? I don't, I'm, I don't, I don't know what you mean by believable. Okay, I know it's believable because he won all that stuff, but like all the the work. Okay, I don't know what I'm exactly what I'm trying to say. Uh, they did put in work. What am I trying to say? I don't uh, know. Was that a believable way that he lost the the belt? Not you mean like the finish to the match? Nah, I don't even know how I'm trying to put this in the words. Uh, forget what I'm trying to say. I can't <laughs> think. Hey, I do that all the time. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, but Bobby Roode ends up defeating Shinsuke Nakamura to retain his NXT title. And the crowd was chanting glorious and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I wonder where they're going next. I mean, you have Cassius. I mean... I don't know. You can, I don't know. Drew, no, uh, Roddy. I don't know. I guess we'll find out once the uh, the new tapings are are released. Uh, but that goes into uh, WrestleMania. It took place on Sunday. Uh, three kickoff matches. They uh, by the time we got done with our prediction show, all kinds of stuff had changed. New people were added to the uh, the battle royal. They moved the the. Uh, the six-pack challenge, the SmackDown Women's Championship to the main card. They bumped Dean Ambrose and Baron Corbin down to the uh, the kickoff show. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Um, the first kickoff match was uh, Neville going up against Austin Aries for the Cruiserweight title. Uh, Doug, what did you think about the uh, opening contest? Mm, it's I thought it was wonderful. Uh, I mean, I thought the match was fine. I thought it was like really early. I don't think people were ready to. Like dial in, um, it just feels so weird. Well, people are still coming into the building. Yeah, I mean, it just feels so weird to like, like the the people just weren't ready to like dial in and pay attention yet, mm-hmm. and then that that makes me feel bad for those guys to be out there. I thought the match was completely fine, but it just. I don't know. It's just like the, to me, there was no reason for them to be on that early, and, and yeah. to that, to me, that hurt them and hurt their match. Not that it was a bad match; it just took away from the match altogether. Yeah, I mean, all in all, you had a two-hour pre-show and you had a five-hour pay-per-view. Holy crap! Um, you know, why do we need a two-hour pre-show? Why not just condense it down to one? Started an hour earlier than WWE, I guess, but. You know, these guys, all of the all of the people who are on the WrestleMania card deserve to be on the card, not the not the pre-show. Well, I don't know. To me, it's more of an issue with total runtime and not this is pre-show. This is 
quote unquote this is the pre-show and quote yeah. unquote this is to me it's just like the the show is the show now yeah that's just the part of the show that they, they will give away for free on other platforms mm-hmm. so yes they call it the pre-show but i i feel for all intents and purposes it's just the show so I, I don't have a problem with saying like, oh, so-and-so got on the portion that they said was the pre-show, and that's disrespectful. To to me, it's not about that. To me, it's just like they put them out there way too fucking early. Yeah. The sun was bright as shit. Yeah. yeah. And for dudes who are going to like do flips and shit, that's probably all in their fucking eyes, throwing their shit off. Not that they really... There was a couple of like missteps, but not that the match was bad. The match was good. Just It was like way too early. People weren't like ready to dial in and pay attention to what was going mm-hmm. on yet. It just hurt the overall vibe of the match and hurt those guys. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and the wind was blowing, and that could cause some distractions as well. But, uh, I mean, it did play in favor to AJ Styles when he made his, his entrance and the wind-blown hair effect going. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just I understand you're trying to entice people because you, you have the pre-show on, on USA. You have it on YouTube, so you're trying to get people to tune in and order the network. But... Still, like whenever you go to the WWE Network and you type in WrestleMania 33, it's going to pull up and those matches aren't going to be available to watch. You would have to do WrestleMania 33 kickoff show in order to watch it. That's, you know, like if they somehow included it into the whenever you do the search, hey, here's the full show. I'd be okay with that. But I don't know. I don't know. Um but Neville ends up defeating Austin Aries to retain the Cruiserweight Championship. After that, we got to see the Andre the Giant Battle Memorial Royal Battle thing. And, um, man, Big Show and uh, and my pick to win, Braun, Braun Strowman. Your pick was actually Big Show. No. Uh, they ended Shaq. up getting eliminated very early in the contest, which was kind of a bummer. Uh, but it makes sense. It makes cause sense because Mojo Rawley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean they could they could have gone with someone else. I would have been fine with the Sami Zayn, but uh, Tian Bing. Sure, why not? Uh, but they in- instead they went with Mojo Raleigh because his his buddy uh, Rob Gronkowski was there from the New England Patriots. Man, that was so great about the security guard. <laughs> yes, that was the uh, that was the shining moment for that matchup where the uh, the security she should get guard promoted. She should get something and and not in a negative manner either because she was actually doing her job she might not have been informed as to what happened what was going on but she made an effort to make sure that promotion a random fan did not hop over the barricade and try and get in the ring um the officials had to come over and say no it's okay it's okay it's part of the show but uh i thought it was great um, was like the guy's name crunk gronk oh with a g yeah. Name him Kronk. And uh Kronk. I mean it makes sense because they had ESPN covering WrestleMania and they had all these other sports outlets covering it. So yeah, there's your superstar best friends with a professional athlete. No, I really don't know him, but look uh, at all the headlines. Today I'm, made. I'm best friends with them. Yeah. Um so Mojo <laughs> Raleigh ends up getting the win. Any thoughts on the on the Battle Royal? Me? Yeah. Um yeah, I think I mean, I th- I understand like Braun went out early and I guess my best attempt to, to cobble together an explanation as to why Braun went out so early was because 
if he wasn't going to win, they wanted to get him out quick so that he was not the lasting memory of the match, or do people didn't he, he didn't stick around long enough for people to be like, whoa, why didn't Braun win? Yeah. And yes, he threw Big Show out, and yes, he was chunking dudes before Big Show got in there, and yes, it took everybody else in the ring to throw him out, but I don't know, he still, it's still, even all that considered, it still felt that he was eliminated rather unceremoniously, and... They obviously made the decision that uh, some TV time on ESPN was more important than the biggest project they've had all year, honestly, which I think is a poor decision because, Mm -hmm. for one thing, I understand that that, uh, they want exposure from other channels and other, you know, other places, other media outlets. I get it, but they already have a working relationship with ESPN. It's not like ESPN wasn't going to say shit about WrestleMania anyway. Yeah. For I don't even know if they still do it, but for like months, like every week they had someone on the show. Did mm-hmm. they still do that? On occasion. But still like they they have some sort of working agreement and if you have a working agreement with another company, you just say, "Hey, we need That's you guys to fucking you, we need you to cover that this week. It's a big week for us. Give us some coverage." Yeah. And so I think it's a poor decision because it clearly was thrown at this. This was clearly a decision that was made at the last possible minute yeah. just because they got some some football dude to do some shit and that's they changed the finish on that. And that's obvious to me. Yeah. But uh, I think it's a poor decision because you've already the 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 Nikki and um, Cena thing was tailor made for other media outlets to pick up on and that was its explicit purpose not to build a new guy which is or or keep momentum on a guy who you are building and that was fine for all that like i don't know i didn't i didn't see the need to do this but that's what they chose to do and you know i i completely disagree with it but that's what happened and whatever you know i mean the highlight was the lady like keeping the football dude (laughs) Like getting physical with them, pushing them around. Yeah. At least we got a good uh, meme or a good got a good laugh out of it. Yeah. So um, yeah, props to her at least. Um, so yeah, Mojo Raleigh wins the Andre the Giant. She's getting a movie Memorial deal. Battle Royal. Uh, the final kickoff matchup saw Dean Ambrose defeat Baron Corbin to retain the Intercontinental Title. Did anything really stick out in this matchup? No, it was bad for for me. Their match on SmackDown was, you know. Multiple times better than, than I think the, they cut. I think they cut their time on them. Uh, like, I think yeah. they said, Hey, you now have significantly less time, which is you know a shitty thing for anyone's match. I'm sure they had a plan going in, mm-hmm. it didn't work. It, this the match still wasn't good, though. I mean, you know, it is what it is, whether it was their fault or not. It's just a bummer because you want to see, you know, you want to see everybody on the card, but fortunately, they work different ways. Um, so the pay-per-view itself starts, New Day come out and say, hey, we're the hosts, and that's what we're going to do, pull the lever. Um, pull his yeah. lever. Yeah. We're going to pull our levers. Yes. On TV. Yes. Um, opening contest was AJ Styles going up against Shane McMahon, and uh, I thought this was actually a, an enjoyable matchup. It had some really good elements to it. Um, Shane held his own. AJ carried him to a, a pretty good matchup. Started off kind of slow. Awesome punches, right? Yes, lots of punches. Those, awesome punches. Those fast and furious punches from Shane McMahon. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, AJ kind of held it. You know, 
help carry help carry uh Shane to to this matchup. Didn't kind of. This was like a an epic carry job. This yeah. is better than any this is better than it had any right to be and it's all because of AJ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um you know, you gotta give props to Shane McMahon for doing for doing that shooting star press. Um doing all his usual spots, jumping from the top rope uh onto the announce table, doing the uh the coast to coast spot. Um Do we though? Dude, do we have, do we have to give props to him for doing a shooting star? Are there not ten other guys on the roster who would have ate a shooting star to be in that match? Easily, but the fact that you know he was given the mat or whatever whatever situation happened backstage. Given the to, fact that his dad runs the company and views yes. his own family members as bigger stars than anybody else on the <laughs> roster. Yes. Okay. I, I mean, I guess we're considering all that. Okay. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll give props then. Considering he put his forty-something-year-old body. You know, in that ring, and are there not other forty-something-year-olds on the roster? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, it's it's impressive of an of a feat. Is it? Is it impressive? Well, shit, I know I can't do a shooting star press. All right, but are you saying there are other forty-year-olds who can't? Um, there are probably several forty-year-olds who can't do that. There are probably there are for sure several who can though. I'm, I would think that there's a, at least a few. Small, small percentage in their forties doing shooting star presses. I'm just trying to give the dude a compliment. I mean, sure. I mean, <laughs> you can give him the compliment you want. Okay, and I shall give him the compliment. I was impressed by the shooting star. I mean, I was imp- I was shocked that he could do one. Yeah. But I mean, he, he's done one before, but that was, you know, 17, 18 years ago. That's what I mean. Yeah. But I don't know. I thought... He landed knees first, too. That, I thought this match was, was a like success, not in large part, but in complete part due to AJ. Was it? <laughs> yes. yes it was, was it? It was an epic carry job. You couldn't have put someone else in that match to help carry Shane. No, you couldn't. <laughs> no, you couldn't. He didn't manhandle Shane like he manhandled Shane. Name someone James else Ellsworth. on the roster who would who, who could who would have worked that miracle for you. John Cena. All right, big match. John is a different story. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, AJ Styles gets the victory. It was for what it was. It was enjoyable. I didn't walk. I didn't walk away from that we match enjoy- hating it. Yeah, it was a good match, but it was a good match because AJ like grabbed his hand and said, "We're gonna have a good match." Yeah. I like the uh, the MMA style that. What well, you don't think it was weird table. that you don't think it's weird that Shane decided to like they decided to like work a wrestling match. This is this is why I'm this is why I'm good. I want to separate myself from you giving him props because where okay. Shane excels and where I give Shane props is when he does car crash crazy stunts. Mm-hmm. He does, he he's done some ballsy ballsy bumps. He's taken some crazy shit. Yeah. That's what he excels at. He's not a good wrestler, and they no. had a they didn't have a car crash match where he fell off of something high. They did a wrestling match, and he wasn't particularly good at the wrestling stuff that he did in the match. And, well, I'm but, not saying that, I'm not saying that to that degree. Well, what I'm saying is if if they had a car crash like fucking plunder brawl, I fell off some shit. We hit each other with some shit. That's what Shane's good at. Mm-hmm. This wasn't. That's not the match they had. They had a wrestling match where Shane is like. 
for a guy who trains jujitsu had to sh- like shift three times to get the fucking triangle put on him uh and he still i don't, I don't still don't think he got it right no he didn't <laughs> that's what i'm saying if they had some bullshit crazy fun brawl that's where you give shane his props when shane like fumbles through a match that was good only because aj was there to lead him through the match well, that's, that's where you give aj the props that's, that's what i'm trying to do i was trying to give shane right. props for doing the shooting star press all right he crashed he crashed and burned all right fine <laughs> we're arguing about this way too long yeah tyler what do you think about I the think match the people would enjoy the argument yeah um no, I totally agree that AJ led him through there, but um, I actually thought it was better than I thought um, originally thought it would be. Yeah, same here. It was better than I had my expectations for it. Better than anybody had expectations yeah. for. And it's thanks to AJ Styles carrying him. Man, I, I had the back of my head. I was like, <laughs> I hope AJ kind of manhandles him like he did James Ellsworth. Yeah. But there's no way he would do that to, to Shane. Like, hey, you can't do that. If anything, Shane manhandled him with those shitty punches. You see this black eye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he can hold his own. No. Um, that takes us into the uh, the next matchup. Kevin Owens going up <gasps> against Chris Jericho for the United States title. Um, not a whole lot that I remember about this match. A big, giant... Giant inflatable list. Yes. Light-up scarf. Uh, Kevin Owens saying, you have no friends. Um... That's about all I remember from this match. The match was fine. They, it was a tough act to follow from mm-hmm. the AJ match, which, you know, who there weren't too many people on the roster who were who would have been able to follow that. Yeah, probably none. And another thing is, you said that you couldn't. You're struggling to pick out things. They didn't do a false finish match like everybody else on the fucking card. Yeah, they did the he he gave him the the bomb on the apron and he rolled his ass inside and pinned him. They didn't do a bunch of false finishes, mm-hmm. which I think is to their credit. I think we could have done with a little bit more of that dispersed throughout the show. Yeah, but uh, I don't think it was a, an amazing match. I thought it was a perfectly fine match, and uh, yeah, you know, whatever. Took the title. Yep. So Kevin Owens is the new. United States champion. Uh, after that, we got to see the uh, fatal four-way elimination match. Bailey going up against Nia Jax, going up against Sasha Banks, going up against Charlotte. Um, I like how they all teamed up at first to take on uh, Nia Jax. Yeah, makes her look strong so that she got eliminated first. Um, so that made it all right. Uh, Sasha Banks went out after that, and then Charlotte ended up uh, uh, getting pinned. From a top rope elbow from Bailey. Didn't we say like was it this match the like the finish or like the end part was weird or was that a different match? I don't know. Don't remember. <laughs> all the all the eliminations seemed sort of abrupt other than the Nia one. I thought the match was smartly worked. I thought all the double team work on Nia was fucking cool as hell. And I like the way that they worked the individual like eliminations after that. It's just that they all seemed un- like came out of nowhere and they all tried to play off of the turnbuckle thing which she didn't get all the way off so I don't think people <laughs> I don't think people picked up on the, the the reason the fit the eliminations came so abrupt is because the turnbuckle was supposed to come into play but you didn't get that because it didn't get taken all the way off mm-hmm. so like when Sasha was rammed into the corner and then she came out and abruptly got pinned it's because she was supposed to eat the turnbuckle that was exposed same thing with with, with Charlotte at the end she's supposed to come off that and then that's why Bailey was able to finish her with just the elbow off the top because she hit the but it was not clear to a lot of people because she didn't get the fucking thing off all the way yeah. 
Yeah. I thought it was smartly worked. Other than that, it's particularly the first night elimination, I thought was really well done. But mm. uh, I thought it was a pretty good match. I liked it. And I know a lot of people were expecting uh, Sasha to to win this matchup. Sasha. Well, I was, but I yeah. don't know if a lot of people were. I I know that I was. I think she was. Uh, I had Bailey, one of the favorite favorites to win. Hmm. But anyways, um, so yeah, it was fine. Uh, Bailey ends up retaining, so good on her. Uh, after that, we got to see the triple threat ladder match. But hold on a minute, players. We're not done yet. Out come the uh, the new day, and they say, "Hey, we've just been informed that there's going to be a uh, a fourth team in this matchup." They play it off like it's going to be them as they start taking off the hats and start, you know, shaking their shoulders, getting a little warmed up. But then the uh, the Hardy Boys music starts playing. The crowd goes absolutely berserk. Uh, Matt and Jeff come out after much speculation and rumors had been flying all weekend long that uh, that they would be coming to uh, the WWE after they lost their tag titles to the Young Bucks at Ring of Honor and after a uh, mysterious black suburban with a WWE logo on the windshield appeared at their tailgate party. Um, it was uh, it was awesome to see them. And uh, the crowd was certainly accepting of it, chanting "delete, delete, delete." They're probably the most everything on the show. It was, yeah, they got the loudest reaction out of anybody. Good for uh, those guys; they deserve it. Yeah. Um, so it became a fatal four-way ladder. Not match. only that, but not with the the match that they lost their titles to the Oma was also a ladder match. They did two lot did it two ladder matches like fucking back to back days, yeah. which is pretty crazy when you think about some of the bumps they took like Jeff's fucking swanton on the ladder off that tall ass ladder Mm -hmm. that's a big bump to take after you'd already done a ladder match the night before I heard they said that after that ring of honor match Jeff was kind of beat up like like as soon as the match was over he was like I'm going to bed like well they said that that they got to the Wrestlemania like real late after the show had already started Mm -hmm. because just to keep it hush hush but the at the hotel they were at, people uh, they said the story that Jeff said was like, "Man, I beat up. I need to go up and go to bed." When people, because people were like, like trying to get be, pictures, yeah. Right? And then when they did that, that's what, like when they went to the or uh, the nice. show or whatever. Clever. Yeah. Oh yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go to the thing. Go up to the second floor. Take the ele- uh, the stairs down or something. Uh, go out the back door. But yeah, it was really cool to see the Hardy Boys. Um, and you know they hinted at it. The, the still broken uh, gimmick, mm. but they're not fully addressing to it. Me, well, to me, they were careful to cut away from... Like, there were a couple times Jeff and Matt tried to initiate it. Like, they were doing it themselves. Mm-hmm. And to me, maybe it was coincidence, maybe not. But every time the camera, like, almost caught... It seemed like they panned away quickly away from it. As, yeah. to, it as to avoid it. It seems fishy. Like you could tell, Matt and Jeff wanted the crowd to fucking do it to make their entrance big and special. Yeah, but you could tell WWE didn't want them to be seen being the catalyst for it to happen. Yeah, and I did. I did catch one time where Matt was facing the crowd. He had his back to the hard cam, and he just did it once. Yes, to to get the crowd into it. Yeah. Um, but even even after the match, where they had the videos on WWE.com and. You know, they were talking normal, but then they kind of hinted at it. Oh, it was wonderful. We're so happy to be back. It was delightful. Uh, well, you could, you could tell they're being very careful because they didn't talk. That's a big that's a big return, and they didn't talk mm-hmm. after their win at Mania. Yeah. They didn't talk on Raw. They just had a match. They're, being very, they're playing this very carefully as to not... Mm-hmm. 
I wonder what they're trying to do. I think they're trying to see what they can and can't get away with yeah. because they're they haven't. That's a, how many returns of this magnitude have happened that you haven't let them fucking talk for two shows. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I think they are trying to to know exactly what they can and can't get away with before they do anything. And they were on Raw Talk. Uh, that's different that though. Yeah. yeah, but uh, you know, everyone's kind of questioning what happened to the broken gimmick and stuff like that. So Matt Hardy tried to explain that he's no longer broken on, on Twitter saying uh, the sheer nirvana of coming home to that deafening ovation at WrestleMania seems to have contained my condition. So maybe the, uh, the excitement. Of, I mean, he's still doing mannerism, mannerism, mannerisms uh, of it. Like he'll do that. Like in a match, he'll do that. Like his mouth's open. He, he looks ah. like he's doing that laugh and he'll have his arms wide and stuff. So, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. They're don't teasing know. it because he know he because he's not stupid. He knows what's over, and he's trying to give it uh, as much as he can without getting himself in trouble. Yeah. Because okay, do you think the crowd will be? This, I don't know. This is gonna sound weird. The, uh, the crowd will be into him even if they can't do the the broken gimmick. Is sure. it the broken gimmick that got them back with the crowd? Or it's the broken gimmick plus the wrestling. I mean, I think they always had the crowd. Um, but the broken Matt Hardy thing was just... Mm. It was such a unique thing that just took think, it to a whole new level. I think the crowd wants that fucking gimmick. Yeah. That's and I, I think so. I'm not sure... I'm not saying that they can't just win them over as the regular Hardy Boys, but I th- I'm saying it remains to be seen. Yeah. I think the crowd really wants that gimmick, and if they don't get it, who I knows if they're going to turn on them or not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, they're talented they enough to win them over, but I don't know that the crowd is going to be accepting anything else. Because if I'm not saying this could be the same thing, but if they don't have the gimmicks or the gimmicks of that stuff. Or a little bit of it. Uh, who's to say that? Because remember how the Deadly Boys they came back. I'm not saying they had like a, a new little fresh gimmick or whatever, but mm-hmm. they were just kind of there, and people cheered when they first got there. They got the nostalgic act, you know, yeah. when they came in. But after a while, people would kind of got like tired of them. Is that if they don't have that gimmick? Is that what's going to happen to the Hardys? It's a good question. I think it remains to be seen. I think. Yeah. I keep saying this, but I don't know what else to say. The crowd wants that gimmick, and yep. if they can't give it to them, I don't know if they're going to be accepting of anything less. Mm-hmm. Time will tell. Yep. But the uh, the Hardy Boys end up taking the Raw Tag Team titles, and uh, much to de- the delight of the crowd. Um, yeah, good for those dudes. They deserve it. Anything about the, the matchup aside from... The swanton from the top of the ladder. No, nah, it was cool. They did some cool spots. Uh, mm-hmm. It was what it was. It, it was more about them being there than anything yeah. that that happened in the match, particular. You know, it was more about them being back than how the match was worked. One thing I did like, and this was before the match even began, uh, the the unity that Cesaro and Sheamus now have. Uh, they both have like the tuxedo tops, and then they're both wearing sort of a kilt. Uh, down to show the uh, to oh they have new solidarity. bars too right new shirt yeah they they did have right? like a new shirt but it, it, they never really got like a good clear view of it on uh on the don't cameras. worry they're gonna be split up in the <laughs> no I I don't know but it was just a it was a nice touch showing that they're you know oh, um, together also on the raw talk they were talking to the uh, the Hardys and they said what have you been up to 
And they said, oh, yeah, we've been, you know, everywhere trying to procure <laughs> yeah. uh, gold. Where have you been all this time? They, yeah, we've been to different promotions and trying to get pr- procure uh, gold and stuff. Mm. But we got the we got the biggest gold right now. So that was that was funny because in the past people would shy away. From, they didn't say the companies, but they said they are still been, you know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so it was really cool to, to see them uh, get the win. After that, we got to see John Cena and Nikki Bella going up against Miz and the Maurice, the uh, the power couples. Um, you know, the match was what it was. It was, it was about the proposal. It wasn't yeah, about the match. I think everyone was expecting what happened after the match uh, rather than the match itself. Um, would you guys have been all right if Miz and Maurice had gotten the win somehow and then John proposed? No, I don't. Uh, some people said that, but I don't think it fits. Uh, I don't know why that would be. Like maybe they cheat to win. Maurice pins Nikki. Is that or what something. you would see? Can oh, you see it going that way. I mean, I could have seen it go either way. Uh, like I like I said, you could have had Maurice pin pin Nikki and and Miz somehow cheats to uh, to get the win. But Cena says, "Hey, through wins and losses, I still love you." And then he goes into the regular proposal. I think they. I think Cena and Nikki should have won, and okay. they did. So I think it's the right call. Was made on that one. I think so. Okay. Um, thoughts on the uh, the proposal? It's not. It's not just added to the payoff to the feud. You know what I mean? Like it's not just. Yeah. Whatever. I thought the. I thought the pr- proposal went well. Yeah. I mean. They just played it real straight. I mean, like I don't. They didn't go like crazy with it, and I thought that was for the best. I thought the way they did it was perfectly fine. Like for how. It needed to be done. Yeah. Like, I want to marry you. Son's prenup. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought it was well done, but I forget which one of y'all said that y'all had a theory that maybe he proposed prior to. I was saying that, like, look, he knows and she knows how the crowd reacts to them. And so, you know, in the interest of actually being, like, romantic and actually being spontaneous, because to do that you have to already know they're going to do that going in both of them have to know so i just assumed i don't know for a fact but it would make a lot of sense to me that they are already engaged but this is just like their public like engagement Mm -hmm. or whatever and maybe they did a little more privately and then he was like hey this one's for the cameras nikki i love you i'm willing to bet he's he proposed before this okay that was a nice rock though so yeah big and shiny for the most expensive ring out there (laughs) yeah so congrats to those two. He makes a lot of money. I mean, yeah. yeah. I think they both make quite a bit of bling. Um, after that, yeah, I had this see... uh, rock that uh, it's the size of a buffalo nickel. <laughs> yeah, just about. Uh, after that, we got to see the non-sanctioned match: Seth Rollins going up against Triple H. Um, the uh, we talked about this when we were watching it. The entrance for for Triple H. I think you said it, Doug. It. it Probably looked better on paper than it did live. No, I mean I agree. I don't think I don't think the entrance was cool, but I don't think it was me that was saying that. Uh, well, I thought it was you. I don't think so. I mean, I Unless I don't. It was Richard. I don't. It may have been Richard. I don't think it. I don't think it was a cool entrance, but yeah. you know, I don't think it was me making a point about it. I didn't think it was very good. The for whatever reason, I was like focused on the Triple H models that were just like casually going back and forth did you guys happen to see that on the sides yeah it was it was just weird it's like okay what's what's the point what's happening here what is this and then he comes out on the little trike do you mean on the screen yeah oh, okay i they thought you just, mean like 
They're like just, standing so mom. You get a good picture of his sides. I guess. But I mean, they were just doing that. And check out my legs. I mean, he's never going to do anything as cool as that fucking Terminator shit. I don't know why yeah. I even bothered. <laughs> Everything else just seems like a Oh, that down. was the one where he kind of looked like Cyber Shao Kahn. Yeah. He's just trying to become Cyber Shao Kahn. Um, yeah, the motorcycle, you know. It's like, why try to top that? Because you can't. It's like Rusev should never get another crazy one because he's never going to do anything as cool as riding that fucking tank. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> Everything else is going to feel like a letdown. Just like let that be the fucking rad entrance you had. Yeah. Um, I like Seth Rollins' entrance where he carried the torch and he laid it down and then the the ramp caught on fire, the ring caught on fire. His gear was looked weird to me. <laughs> I don't know with like Ranger. the little feathers, like feathered things on the shoulders and on the hips. It was his armor. It didn't to me it didn't he had read the shield on his chest. To me it didn't read like armor. To me it read like feathers. Feathers. I was like, is he doing like an Icarus? It's light, it's light armor. Maybe so. Sort of like in uh, in Skyrim, you know, you got the you got the leather armor, and then you got the the steel armor, and you know, it just read his feathers to me. I don't know why. Yeah, his armor is just very low right now because his knees hurt. That's why. Okay. Uh, thoughts on the matchup? I thought it was fine. I don't think the crowd. I don't think this is the crowd. The match the crowd wanted. Mm. They played off the knee thing and did a lot of like attention to that. So, I think the crowd wanted more of like a like a fucking brawl, like a hate hateful brawl. Yeah. And they gave them the I know your like leg is hurt and we're gonna that's the story that's we're, we're gonna work for right. ten minutes. Yeah. Um, I think the crowd popped the loudest whenever Stephanie McMahon got bumped through the table. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, props for her for taking that bump. It was cool. It was cool to see, and the crowd went, you know. Bonkers. Bonkers for it, yeah. Um, so, Seth Rollins ends up getting the victory. As he should. Yeah. Yeah. Glad to see it. Uh, after that, we got to see Randy Orton going up against Bray Wyatt for the WWE Championship. And I had a problem with the outcome of this match. Did either of y'all? Oh, you didn't have a problem with anything in, up until the outcome? <laughs> You only had a problem with the outcome because the match was pretty bad. <laughs> the outcome. Well, that was my biggest problem with okay. the outcome. Okay. The match was pretty blah. The yeah. match was pretty like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I get <laughs> like the Hocus Pocus shit didn't even like seem to work with the match. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, we're just going to do this. And then they did that. And then they just went like, right. Oh, it's, it it didn't roaches. work. Nothing about Worms. this. <laughs> nothing about this worked for me. Like in any yeah. way. Okay. Well, I just want to make sure I wasn't the only one in the room. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, okay. So, Bray Wyatt apparently becomes more powerful than ever. Yeah. So, his main power is that he now has projections onto the screen or onto the ring. Um, and every time that happens, apparently the referee has to run out of the ring so that the crowd well, can get a view of it. Let's, let's, let's unpack this a little bit. Do you think... Take it through. Do you think that that was literally what his power was, was projections on the ring? Or do you think that his power was making them like creeped out or whatever, or getting in their heads? And this was like the only way they could think to like physically represent that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Is it is it literally what his power was? Is he made the canvas look like it had roaches on it, or was that like a the physical representation representation they could give you of whatever ever whatever the fuck Aside else? Aside from was. actually dropping cockroaches right. on him or yeah. something, I think he was trying to get his head. Because if you think about it, 
the projection onto the ring. I was like, can Randy really see if he looks? Can you see what's moving around? You know what I mean? Because it's yeah. like it's a big. You have to be like up in the fucking. Yeah. To, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel bad I for the people who are like on the ground floor who didn't even get to see it. What's like they going have to on? Look at the, they have to look at the screens to even see what's going on. But not only that, but even if the first couple of times he looked shook for a second, the last time he was like, oh, I'm just going to fucking RKA you right after. Yeah. It was like weird. Like, I, I didn't, I don't think anything about this worked in any way, shape, or form. What if they, like, didn't, uh, get their shit right and it wasn't cockroaches, <laughs> but they had, like, Bugs Bunny, like a cartoon on there and it's, so <laughs> like, fucked up? Yeah. <laughs> Bugs Bunny like kissing Elmer Fudd. Ah, you squee. Well, Randy Orton didn't know actually what it was, but he actually looked scared. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. This was bad. Yeah, I didn't like the outcome. I wish that Bray Wyatt would have retained, just so that he could have had something other than because like where are they going to go with Randy now? Who's he going to face? Where are they going to go with Bray or Randy? I would think they have Luke some Harper. other options. With, I think with Ray we're, I think Tyler's right. I think we're going to eventually get the Harper, mm. and he's not going to win the. T- uh, oh no, never mind. Sorry. Uh, for Randy, who's going to fight Randy? Okay, so Luke's going to be with Bray. He's going to fight Bray. You don't think uh, Eric is going to fight? No, no. So where does Randy go? I think he goes on Harper. I think they're the f- so Randy and Harper. Are Luke going to fight? They teamed up on SmackDown this week. Yeah, but that doesn't mean they are not going to wrestle for the talent for the for the belt. I mean, it's just it was enemy of you know enemy of my Kane? enemy. You know, did Kane come back? No, he's no. running from here. No, he's busy. I do not think or hope or wish for him to be back. <laughs> uh, shoot, I don't. I do not know. I don't know. I think we're going to go Harper. I think we'll go Orton or Harper. Hmm. Okay, so Randy or maybe is, maybe Harper is going to pair up with Wyatt. And so Randy gonna... is technically a face. Yeah. So that I mean, we, the we arsonist know, is the good guy. Remember, we don't know who's going to be on SmackDown with the shakeup. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, well, like I said, the the rumors for that kind of stuff is that the champions will be safe, no matter what. Yeah. So take that for what it is. Um, so yeah, I didn't. I mean, I thought the visuals was was kind of cool. The crowd, you know, because it's something we've never seen before, and the crowd seemed to, huh? Oh. But uh, maybe if the announcers had did a better job of conveying exactly what that was supposed to mean in in the in the match, then maybe I could have gotten behind it. But to me, it was just like didn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, it was just kind of like, oh, look at that. That's weird. But, I mean, they tried something. It didn't really work out, but at least they tried. Yo, it's fucking hot in here. Is, is it? Is it just um, me? It's a little warm. See if you can turn the thermostat down a little bit. Um, so that takes us into the uh, Universal Championship. Brock Lesnar going up against Goldberg. And uh, for what this match was, I thought they did a, uh, a solid job. It was like on like 80, I think. Oh, wow. I think it was the perfect match that they could have, like the yeah. most perfect version of what what kind of match with these two specific guys. I think this was the most perfect they could have done with these with the people mm-hmm. involved. Playing off of, dude, that instantly feels better. Almost, <laughs> you feel that? Yeah, <laughs> um, it was like on eighty. Um, playing off of. It was Spear versus Suplex. I mean, playing off of how Goldberg has won all his matches up until this point. Mm-hmm. 
this is like the most perfect version of them actually could have. I thought it was, I thought it was, I liked it. I thought it was perfect for these guys. I was all about this. How about you, Tyler? No, yeah, I uh, I agree. It played out the way I thought it would. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the uh, you know the spears looked great. The suplexes were looked awesome. Um, you know, like I said, for for what it was for the time it was given, uh, I thought these two did a really good job. And um, Brock Lesnar becomes the new Universal Champion. I mean, you don't want these guys going long anyway. No, they can't. Um, but after Raw, uh, I will address this. Uh, the leapfrog was pretty rad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He uh, almost didn't make it, but that sort of added to it even. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, after Raw, um, Goldberg came out and he addressed the, uh, the audience and said, you know, I was approached back in October. There were so many things to think about, my health, my age, you know, what I was capable of doing. I gave it a shot. Will you see me again? Never say never. Uh, but for the time being, I'm gonna I'm gonna take some time off. Um, but hey, at least I think the match that Brock and I had made up for our atrocious match at WrestleMania 20. I'd say so. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, it, it's clean the palate of that see match. Whenever his kid like got over, he fell over. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch it? Yeah. And he was like, "Oh, look, my kid's yeah, he fell taking over bumps the, already." Yeah, he goes, "He took more bumps than I did." That's what he said in my career. <laughs> I mean, look. Uh, they were actually weird on, like, when he came out there, he was kind of being like, hey, y'all listen to me, you know what I mean? And well, because like the crowd was being rowdy. They were being rowdy, and some were booming, but then when he told them all the stuff, everyone just cheered for They him. showed their appreciation. Yeah, I mean, like, it's hard to be, like, I can't see people hating on this guy. It's not like it was his fault that he's, like, the old guy who came, like, back in. Like, you know, it's... He made the most of an opportunity that was presented to him. I mean, I can't be mad at the guy. No. I think, uh, and for what it's worth, for his age and his ability level, I think he did everything the best that he could have done impossible. So mm-hmm. I'm not mad at the guy. There's a picture online where it showed, uh, I guess, after, I don't know if it's WrestleMania or after Raw or whatever, Undertaker was uh, took a picture with Goldberg's kid hmm. backstage. Nice. Um, we didn't get to see Goldberg's son jump the barricade during WrestleMania and reveal a tattoo on his stomach, but, you know, there's always next year. Maybe yeah. whenever he gets a little older, you know, we'll see. Um, after that, we got to see the six-pack challenge for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Which we thought, with the, the whole time frame, we thought maybe it would be cut, but it did yeah. not get cut. They, <laughs> they, they might as well have cut it because they were like... Get in and get the fuck out. They were just like, did a couple of spots. Brawl, <laughs> kick, 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 finisher, finisher, finisher. I mean, I'm glad for those women that they got on the show, but like, for all intents and purposes, they might as well have cut it because they didn't get any time to do mm-hmm. much of anything. Yeah. And they put them in the death spot anyway. Yep. But uh, but fortunately, Naomi got to win the uh, the title back. Unfortunately? Huh? Did you say fortunately or unfortunately? I said fortunately. Oh. Fortunately, uh, for unfortunately, Naomi. yeah, man, good for, good for her. Sucks yeah. for her that she won the championship in front of her hometown, in front of all of her family in, and friends, in front of like seventy something thousand people. Yeah, damn. They went, they went pretty happy. The they were pretty happy out. whenever she won. Uh, so yeah, congratulations to her. Uh, that takes us into the uh, the final matchup: Roman Reigns versus the Undertaker. Wow. <coughs> 
Oh. Uh, went, what a match. Went similar oh the way I thought it was going to go. but Awesome. Man. I mean, The Undertaker, God bless him. Yeah. He, he, he did not have to have this matchup. He wanted to. And I don't know if he was overselling, but, man, you could tell the dude was hurt. And, the time where... Uh, yeah, I wasn't selling. He could barely move around. Yeah. He was in bad shape. And Roman tried to pick him up twice to do a uh, uh, tombstone, tombstone or whatever. The like, first... People were blaming that shit on Roman, but that's... Taker can't couldn't get himself fucking over. Yeah. Like, what wrestling is us, like, me helping you, like, fucking in Roman, and Taker couldn't, like... You know, like, when you get body slam, you post yourself up on the body slam? That yeah. kind of shit? It's like cooperation. Like, Taker is so fucking terrible shape that he couldn't like like that wasn't Roman's fault maybe the maybe you could blame the second time on Roman like he probably shouldn't have tried to go for it again yeah but uh I mean who so that that ugliness that people are gonna try and blame on Roman was Taker is basically immobile like yeah I mean you could just tell he was he was limping he was hurting um Roman had to go to him for for the offense as well as the defense yeah uh, so I mean, props to Roman for, for holding down some semblance of a wrestling match. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it was it was hard to watch because we know what the the Undertaker has been capable of in the past. Yeah, I, I swear that thing that match just went on for like a long time. It's like oh spear. Well, they wanted they wanted spear. to they didn't want to cut him short. They wanted to let him get his yeah. his match in. Like, you know? It felt weird. It felt weird to me. Yeah, and uh, you know, like I said, you could tell that he was hurting, and it, it was it was tough to watch because that's one of the that's one of the all time greats, and you know he wanted to give he a, a good performance for his the, uh The Shane, well, Undertaker, but I'm I mean, it's sad to see him go, but he needed to, you know, it was his time. Yeah. Um, you know, and this and this all goes back to uh, to the debate we had before or before or after WrestleMania 30 that uh, that we even said Roman Reigns should be the man who breaks the streak because that's going to make him for life. Uh, I felt like this match would have had a much much bigger impact had Undertaker still been undefeated. Um, I I just you know I know that Brock Lesnar is a credible threat. And it, you know, it's logical for him to lose uh, Undertaker to lose to Brock Lesnar, but God, it would have made it would have made the the fans just absolutely lose their minds, uh, even more so than they did uh, when Roman Reigns defeated the Undertaker. Well, I think the story they're going to tell now, and maybe it was it's, it was a good way to to sell it. I mean, maybe this was their their intent all along, or maybe this is retroactively what they're making the story but they're gonna go back to Roman and Brock but they're yeah. they're billing it as like both guys who beat Taker and then you know mm-hmm. they're gonna play it that way which, out of those two men who's the real yeah and I mean you probably could have got there with only having Roman beat him you probably still could have like worked him back into Brock somehow but uh, mm-hmm. I mean they didn't and this is the way they chose to go and this is what we're gonna get yeah so the uh, the Undertaker was defeated by Roman Reigns. He uh, he removed his his hat, his coat, his gloves, left it in the ring. His trousers. No, and uh, <laughs> and uh, basically bid the fans farewell. 
uh, you know, it, that's truly the end of an era because I grew up watching The Undertaker. I've been a fan of The Undertaker for, you know, more than 20 years. So for him to uh, to say his farewell, it's it's pretty crazy. Uh, you know, that's one of those guys you wish you could he could wrestle forever. But you know, as we get older, the body starts breaking down, and he uh, he delayed the surgeries that he really needed for our entertainment. So for him to call it a career, I'm I'm not going to be. Uh, I'm not going to be that guy who says, "Oh, I wish he'd he'd come back for one more." He's he's paid his dues. He did his time, and I don't. I can't see anybody saying they want him to come back for one more. Oh, they're already taking bets on if he's going to return next year. But he, he had a real fucking stinker of a like retirement match. Yeah. Uh, well, I can't. I can't even. I mean, look. All due respect, I can't even imagine like wanting another match out of him just because yeah. he was so like immobile. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Well, I mean, he's he's having to have uh, hip surgery, uh, hip replacement, or something along those lines. Like, hey, I can still go after this hip. I don't. No, that's pretty much going to be the end of it. I don't get rebuild. This is why he was holding off on on getting it because he knew that once he has that procedure done, it's pretty much over. Yeah, I mean, I don't get that vibe from him that he's the guy who's gonna. Say, oh, I, I think I can do it again now. I mean, yeah. he's not oh, like, just give me another one. He's not like Hogan and Flair, huh? No. Or you think he wants to be? I mean, if I have to guess, I'd put him more closer to Sean than, yeah. than uh, he's probably done. Brother, I can come back for one match. I mean, he's he's probably the most respected person uh, backstage and with the fans. I mean, it's just, it's crazy to, to know that it's all over now. Like next year at WrestleMania, we're not going to see The Undertaker. That's just, you know. The he's, Undertaker. He's been the, uh, one of the, one of the attracting stars for, you know, many years. Yep. And, uh, and that's gone now. So, um, so Roman ends up getting the victory, but that takes us into Raw. Um, but before we get into Raw, any final thoughts on, uh, on WrestleMania? Not really. Yeah. Uh, that guard should get a promotion. All right. Um, so that takes us into Raw, where the the crowd is chanting for Undertaker. They're also chanting Roman sucks. Cue Roman's music to a sea of boos. He comes out, and for about eight minutes, he just stands in the ring, listening to all the crowd chant, you know, all sorts of negative chants towards him. Every time he'd go to lift the microphone, they would boo even louder, which I thought was great. Not on the fan side, but on Roman side, because he had them eating out of the palm of his hand. He even mentioned, he even like addressed it. He was like, I've got them. I've got them right here. They're going to do whatever I want them to do. Um, Didn't say anything other than, this is my yard now. And the fans were pissed. And I was laughing my ass off. I thought that was a Excellent choice for Roman. I thought it was great the way that he. Doesn't necessarily mean he's turned hill. No, but it was all right. You're gonna boo me. Here's another reason for you to boo me. This is my yard now. Boom! Drop the mic. I'm out. Play my music. Um, Doug, what are your thoughts on this? I thought he totally came off like a big star and a big deal. Yes, this was. I mean, this was such amazing heat. Like. I don't know if you saw the tweet from uh, from Bubba Dudley, but he was like, 
he could easily stand out there for another 15 minutes and and that is such a big organic heat that he's getting from the crowd i wonder whose choice because okay yes they show they showed the video package for mm-hmm. taker like retiring and they they knew that they were going to get some sort of reaction out of that mm-hmm. but i wonder whose choice it was to let them linger because they went a good like five minutes before they the, he even came out and i wonder if that was a, we're just gonna let them do what they do or if it was he was immediately supposed to come out and then or whoever like, well let, wait for it to die down a little bit whoever's decision it was to let that linger a little bit it was very smart because it came off like a huge fucking deal because it was like they were like they were doing the we respect undertaker undertaker chance for mm-hmm. a long time and then at a certain point after like five minutes of that it like broke into also well also we respect taker but also fuck roman yeah. and then that played out for a little bit and that's when he came out and that just sort of like amplified it mm-hmm. and who's ever whoever's decision it was to let that linger and let that crowd like go for a little bit was like a really smart decision like, I'm, I'm, I'm curious if they had anyone planted in the crowd to start the roman sucks chant I don't know. Uh, I mean, who can say, but I mean, whoever's decision it was, it was a really good choice mm -hmm. on their part. It came off really well. And God, just the, the sea of booze to, to have someone get that reaction. The, the, the heels don't get those, those kinds of reactions these days. I mean, it was so awesome to hear that kind of reaction for someone. Uh, and like I said, every time Roman would hold the mic up, they would boo even louder. And, uh, I mean, God, it was so good. And the fact that he stood there, held the mic up, the camera zoomed in on him, and he just goes, this is my yard now. Just, oh, oh, it was great. It was great. I loved it. Yeah, loved I mean, it. I think he's... He said they just have to like not let it die or whatever. Yeah. And uh, so it was really well done. Um, we got to see the Hardy Boys in action going up against Gallows and Anderson for the uh, for the tag titles. Um, nothing really stuck out for me. How about you, Tyler? Nothing? Nothing. Uh, the Hardy Boys end up getting uh, the victory to retain. So we'll have to see what's going to happen next week. Uh, Neville comes out. He has a match against Mustafa Ali, which was kind of a out of nowhere thing. Although I think they said they had a match on two Oh five live and they tore the house down. Uh, I thought it was a great showing for Mustafa Ali. Um, a good, a good match between the two. I'm kind of disappointed in the crowd for uh, beach ball mania. Um, that's every year. Yeah. And, and we've had these discussions in years past and, you know they're gonna do whatever they want, but it's it's one of those things where it's like, I'm sorry, did you pay money to watch people wrestle or did you pay money to play with a beach ball? Because they, they paid money to play with the beach ball. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I have um, a reputation with our listener base as being this <laughs> like grouchy old man who doesn't like fun and just always hates on the crowd and is trying to have a good time. So allow me. Allow me to extend the olive branch. Let me try to build the bra- build a bridge instead of tear one down. Instead, let okay. me play a devil's advocate to you guys. The air beneath the wings. Yeah, let, l- me, let me try the other shoe on. Let me okay. see if I can. You know, you want my shoe or no, no, no. The, the metaphorical, oh, the, okay. the the all the the real fun, the awesome people's gotcha. uh, shoe. Uh, 
I mean, first you have to take into account that like these are like the most passionate fans, the like the most hardcore fans, the smartest fans, and they. You, I mean, okay. I mean, one of the ways you know that they're the most hardcore and the most and this and the most smart fans is they paid hundreds upon hundreds of dollars, if not thousands of dollars. To travel all the way to WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and that's commendable. And you know, nothing like nothing displays like how hardcore of a fan you are, how smart of a fan you are, than paying hundreds upon hundreds of dollars, if not thousands upon dollars, to go to a wrestling show, than to immediately act like disinterested in everything professional wrestling related so you know they're the most hardcore and you know they're the most smart fans they're the most intelligent fans and you know only really hardcore really smart wrestling fans can hate professional wrestling as much as you know those people do another way you know that they are the most smart most educated really with their professional wrestling fans is only those people that travel so far to WrestleMania can be every year is they boo the shit out of Roman Reigns. Uh, you know, not, not because, not because of his ring work, which has been really good or his character work, which has been really good. They boo the shit out of him because a decision that was made long ago for, to go with him as the guy, like a backstage reason to boo him, you know? So, you know, just like when Vince McMahon comes down, you know, the guy who made that decision and they fucking genuflect and bow down to the God who, because they like his character, you know, the guy who actually in real life made that decision for Roman that you, that you fucking hate and boo for, you know, so you, you bow down to Vince McMahon, the person who made the decision that you hate so much because you like his character, you know, there were there were there were a few fans that were chanting Roman sucks when Vince came out. Ah, there were pockets. There were yeah. pockets. I saw a lot of yeah. genuflecting. I saw a lot of bowing sure. down. I saw a lot of bowing down to the god. A lot of people singing "No Chance in Hell." Yeah, yeah. I mean, but that's how you know they're the smartest fans because we booed. They we, are awesome. We booed Roman for backstage reasons, not because of his performance, but we cheered Vince for his performance, not because of the backstage. Reasons. That's how you know they are so with it and smart, and they got it all straightened out. You know, I mean, also only true professionally wrestling fans can hate professional wrestling fan hate professional wrestling as much as those guys. So that's how you know they're the best fans, and that's how you know they're awesome. And you know, another reason you know they're the most hardcore, best fans, smartest fans, best number one most. Yes, is because they spent years talking about how they wanted the cruiserweights back. They and some of them spent years talking about how Neville was misused. And why, like, why can't we, you know, he was one of those guys. They were like, man, we should really, we should really like let the, him have something. So like when they bring that division back and they make that guy the champ and they try to do something with him, and then like you could, you couldn't possibly act more disinterested in his match that he's having. That's how you know they're the truest, bestest, most smartest fans, you know? And, yeah. and and it's not I know people are just you know I'm trying to defend them for once I know and I know <laughs> and so you know I know people are saying like normally Doug just hates fun so they're probably like well that match probably just sucked they're probably just doing boring shit you know and they were 
they were doing boring, stupid matches like reverse spiked ranas on people's heads and flying Spanish flies off the top rope. Stupid, lame shit. That is stupid. Who could like that? You know what's cool? Fucking beach balls are cool. <laughs> That's how you know they're the best, smartest, fucking coolest fans. They really know what it's all about and they really get it. You know? <sighs> I'm throwing my bit. I'm through my bit, but look, I mean, I listen. Think, uh, I think you just convinced a lot of our I listeners. Think, I think. Well, well, here's the thing. See things from a different light. Well, here's the thing. There are some people who may have, who are listening right now, who may have even been in that crowd and they're feeling a little bit insulted, or they're feeling a little bit like, you know, fuck you, assholes. You don't know what's up. You guys just hate fun. And instead, and I, and whatever you do. Well, you're defending them. Well, yeah, but well, my bit's over. So I, I, whatever those people do that are really mad right now, some of them didn't even make it through this part. They're, they're not even hearing this, but some of them are. I don't think we're going to hit 36,000. And whatever they week. do, whatever they could possibly do, I w- please do not take this as an opportunity to like self-reflect on your actions. Don't, don't take, don't take this as an opportunity to say like, man, this is why the WWE says, we can't these these are the crazy fans we can't please because when we we give them what they want then they act like they could they couldn't possibly don't please don't self-reflect don't don't think about your actions don't think about why your actions are so stupid please don't do any of that you just smash that thumbs down button on youtube till your fingers bleed you just fucking smash that unfollow button on twitter you just fucking smash that one star review on itunes because oh, it couldn't well, hey, possibly be you you just no 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 you just you just don't don't think about how you're being the stupid one you just smash all that shit on us you smash those thumbs down <laughs> You smush that unfollow. You fucking smash that one star review because I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know what? You know what? This match sucks. So we want nachos. You come on, guy. You give me nachos. We want beer. You know, give me that. That'll show me. You fucking <laughs> smash that thumbs down button. <laughs> Ask, I'm going to fucking feel differently next week if you do that. <laughs> Doug, we might get a thumbs down. What are you doing? Dislike. Smash that on this is me doing the claps between the words like on Twitter thing, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Smash that unfollow button on Twitter. <laughs> Girl, don't you dare. Anyway. Uh I don't know. I'm through with my bit, but you get my point. I wish you would. Uh so yeah, Neville defeats Mustafa Ali. And uh <coughs> what was you know, like you said, there was uh some boring Spanish fly and reverse spike on your head things yeah so, you know just stupid show that ain't boring cool. yeah but beach balls let's can talk we about talk about balls. how pathetic jerica pandered to these fucking fucks oh my god <laughs> yes i mean look good for him because yeah. it because they they love him for it but he threw everybody else under the fucking bus just to be like the one guy <laughs> who pandered so it's fucking like, oh, bad man, to these fucks we got beach ball mania Cheer me on, man. I mean, he's <laughs> in a way. I kind of admire how like s- smart he was to like pander to these assholes. <laughs> but in a way, I just thought it was kind of pathetic too. I was just like, why are you pandering so fucking hard? They already like you. I don't know. Are you already checking for? It hasn't aired yet. They can't oh, unsubscribe that it. Stuff. <laughs> he's, I thought he was checking that stuff for like. How many people have unliked our page already? Oh God! Baseball man. You know what? Also, Kevin Owens' finger? You just made the list! Yeah! Yeah, his finger made the list. Like, what? Yeah. Jericho. You know what? I hate you all. Even that beach ball. You know what, beach ball? 
You just made the list. Oh my god, no. What I'm a pop the shit out of that. What a pandering fuck. <laughs> uh, that just like turned my for all the good that I <laughs> all the good that I've had to say about Jericho oh, the past no. like year, that just turned my fucking stomach on that guy. <laughs> I mean, look, I mean, I guess do whatever you got to do to be over, but I mean, come on, that was so pandering. I wonder deep down right here he, in Orlando, he, really Florida. Believes, he was like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't really care for this shit, but I just let me just do it to get." No, I think he's all about it. I think he's, he's all about it. it. Yeah. He was just trying to have fun. Um, well, you know, I don't like fun, so fuck well, off. He do if he was a hill, but he people would still like enjoy it. Like, hey, yeah, yeah, pass that beast ball over here. I want mm-hmm. to hit it. Pass to him. He pops the shit out of it. Yeah, like ha ha ha. Someone get me a beach ball. Uh, Vince McMahon comes out, and uh, like I mentioned to earlier, all the crowd was chanting his theme, No Chance in Hell. Um, he says, it's time to shake things up again. Oh, well, before that, he goes, my daughter got hurt. She'll be out. And they're like, yeah. He's like, y'all are cruel. Y'all are so mean and cruel. They're like, yay. I'm going to give you a treat, though. <clears throat> yeah, so for that, it's time to shake things up. Next week, there's going to be a superstar shake-up. Details to follow. Uh so Stephanie's going to be out for some time. Mick Foley was fired, so it's time for a new general manager. Teddy Long. Yeah, <laughs> that was kind of humorous. Um, the fact that he did come out and was like, "Oh, my bad." So no, it was Kurt Angle, and the crowd responded by chanting, "You oh. suck at him." Yeah, man. When when which dude, I guess is a term of endearment now. To no, no, you he, suck he, at the guy. He even like, said he takes it as a compliment. I'm okay. fine with it. I okay. think it's a. Uh, that dumbass crowd, man, they jumped the gun when Teddy came out and stuff. They were just booing, booing him. Like, really? Yeah. Y'all well, know it wasn't the, Teddy. You the cra- it wasn't. the crazy thing about it is they gave, on Raw and on SmackDown, they gave the precisely the exact show to, to like, win these people over and pander to them. New mm-hmm. debuts in just about every fucking segment. Either re-debuts or, like, de- debuts in just about every fucking segment. Mm-hmm. I mean, they couldn't have possibly given these people any more than they gave them. They could. I mean, literally, they couldn't have. Oh man, we didn't get any like Universal or WWE Championship matches. Oh. Like, uh, I don't know, man. It just just reminds me of stupid shit. Just Roman just, Reigns didn't get fired, so well, just because with Teddy Long, they booed him, and then when Kringle, they like they cheered and stuff. Even with the Goldberg, they were kind of rowdy and stuff when he came out. Yeah. They're kind of uh, then he was like setting them straight. And then they'd cheer him like. Come on, man. Get your mm-hmm. shit together. Like, I don't know, man. I mean, I was being a little facetious, facetious, but in all honesty, like, how do people who don't like anything about professional wrestling at all, like, flock to these fucking shows? And what, I get, what, did, what joke did you make during WrestleMania and stuff? Was it when Cena proposed or whatever? Well, I'm just saying, like, how sad of a fucking miserable prick do you have to be to, like, <laughs> boo someone's proposal? I mean, Ooh. it's stupid. Like, the same... Oh, she says no. Yeah, I mean, God. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> He's already engaged. It's not even his real engagement. What the fuck is wrong with you people? That one was for Total Divas, guys. Come, Come on. on. Yeah. You know that rock was enhanced? Um... Yeah, the New Day come out and they decide they want to offer an open challenge to anyone in the back. And uh, the rival, re- Revival, excuse me, uh, accepts and oh, they end up defeating the New Day. Yeah. And they even flip over the ice cream bike. So, that happened. 
Uh, the crowd. I was, bet there's not even real ice cream in there, man. All, this is this is really the last thing I'm going to say about this. But in all seriousness, when you when you're like, why doesn't the fucking WWE ever give me like what I want? Like when they do, and you act like you couldn't possibly be like this more disinterested in it, then like you know they just write you off as people they can never please and continue about doing whatever they're going to do. Yep, that's exactly what they're going to do. Um, after that, we got to see a, a six-person tag match. Bailey's, and okay. uh, this is like the <laughs> dot, this is the ellipse. This is the dot 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 of the continuing last thing I'm going to say about it. And if it's if you have the attitude, well, it's too little, too late. Then why are you even there? Because you can't be pleased at that point anyway. Okay, I'm really done, and I'm going to pee. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bailey, Sasha Banks, and Dana Brooke teaming up to go up against Nia Jax, Charlotte, and a returning Emma. Emma. <laughs> so it was nice to see her come back so soon. Yes. After the not um, Emmalina. No, no Emmalina. Uh, Emma with the Terminator glasses and football shoulder pads. Football. Um, nothing really stands out for the matchup. Bailey, Sasha, and Dana Brooke end up getting the victory. Uh, we had Brock Lesnar come out with Paul Heyman. They were talking about the match between Goldberg. Uh, they mentioned Roman Reigns. The crowd did not want to hear about Roman Reigns. But I'll tell you what, Paul Heyman, the professional that he is, toughed it out, kept going, kept right along going with his his promo, talking about Brock versus Roman, Brock versus Roman, who's going to be... But they chanced something <clears throat> else, too. We want Finn. Yeah, that was it. I and mean, then, like, he did not budge. He didn't he acknowledge say, it. Yeah, he's not here, you know, and that's good. Don't give in to that shit. Yeah. It's like, you sorry... Know? Not part of the plan. Uh, we're, we're focusing on Roman Reigns right now, but uh, it was an interesting surprise to see Braun come out. I I like that. Yeah, um, the crowd was all over Braun. Um, it was it was kind of weird to see Braun come out, make a challenge, and then back off. Yeah, that was kind of strange to see. Um, he pushed Bork. Yeah, I would have much preferred, then this is just me, but I would have preferred Paul step in, tell Brock, hey, he, he hasn't earned it, just, you know, and have Brock step back. Um, the, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I mean, the Strowman backing off, yeah, showing some ass. It yeah. wasn't time for that, right? It was not. That was badly executed. It was. They, could, they couldn't have touched it like they shouldn't have, but they could have got out of that in another way. Yeah, like I said, have Heyman come in and be like, Brock, you know, this guy, as intimidating as he is, he hasn't earned it. Right. You know, we're we're leaving. Because it made it made Braun look like the coward. Yeah. Like, what what they intended to say is, I want your ass. I'm just going through Roman first to get to you. I want yeah. your but ass. It came, but it came off like, I'm afraid of you, so I'm, I'm back. I'm going to issue a warning to you, and now I'm going to leave. Right. <sighs> that was poorly done. That was really poorly done. I wish they hadn't even... Had, Send him out there to do that. Yeah, that was a mistake. Uh, but anyways, um, uh, Sheamus and Cesaro went up against Enzo and Cass, winner to determine the number one contendership for the tag titles. I believe so. I think so. Uh, Sheamus and Cesaro get the win. I was kind of expecting Enzo and Cass, but well, I think that's something they're going to go to eventually. Maybe but like SummerSlam. I'll see. There are two. 
as weird as it sounds, because they're both babyface teams right now, there are two programs I think you have to do with the Hardys, and that's Enzo and Cass and New Day. I think mm-hmm. you have to do. I think you have to do both of those because just for the promos alone. Well, I guess we'll wait and see, like what sort of if they're ever going to let the Hardys even talk. Mm-hmm. But but I feel like you got to do New Day and you got to do Enzo and Cass, yeah. which is weird because they're all babyface teams. So, but <laughs> but I feel like it's too. I feel like you can't leave those on the table, right? Right. I feel like you got to go for those. Yeah, we'll get there eventually. Sure. Just take a little time. Uh, they did have a backstage segment earlier in the night with Kurt Angle uh, and Jinder Mahal saying, you know, I got robbed of the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Uh, I forgot what else he was doing there. Sammy Zane, Sammy, he was talking to Sammy Zayn saying that he has all, the three eyes. Yeah. Um, and so they end up being get put in a match together, Sammy Zayn versus Jinder Mahal. Sammy Zayn gets the win. Anything really else from that? Not really. Hey, I just want to like really quickly. Do you feel like the people who debuted on the brands they debuted on are not necessarily set there, and that they are fair game for the shakeup? Yes. Okay. Did y'all talk about that while I was peeing? I, no. Oh. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe the revival get tossed over to SmackDown, um, or yeah, maybe I don't know, man. I feel like I mean I know anything could happen, but yeah. why? Let them debut on one show if they're just going to be tossed to another just show. Just because anything can happen in a shakedown, shakeup, whatever they're calling it. I think Roman's going to SmackDown. Really? I do. Mm. Cena's gone. Yeah. Well, see, I'm torn because they have Shinsuke now, but I know there was talks of him maybe being over on Raw. Yeah, but Shinsuke is as popular and as over as he was when he debuted. He is not... I can carry a 20-minute promo in English, yeah. like face of your your brand kind of a guy. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Well, for those you have for SmackDown, you've got AJ Styles, you've got Randy sure. Orton, you've got Bray Wyatt. On Raw, you got Roman. Kevin Owens. Maybe yeah, maybe Kevin Owens. I feel like we could see, and I feel like there's talk, and I feel like we could see like Roman go to SmackDown, and I feel like we could see Charlotte go to SmackDown. That's Charlotte and, has been a name that I've heard tossed around. Going and like to Bliss goes to Raw is what the talk mm. is. Like Bliss and and uh, Charlotte's because Bliss did the honors again on her way out. She lost again her yeah, rematch. That's true. They could flip those to yeah. And, and even on Talking Smack, Naomi said if there was one person she'd like to see from Raw come over to SmackDown, it would be Charlotte. And also like, um, shit, I just lost my train of thought. What was I going to say? Uh, who would who could you see flipping to Raw from SmackDown though? AJ did the whole like I don't want to go anywhere thing, mm-hmm. but we don't know exactly how it's going to work. So we don't know if it's in his control or whatever. You know what I mean? Well, like I said, the rumors whenever the rumors first came out is that the champions are going to be granted immunity. Everyone else is up for grabs, but AJ is not a champ. Correct. But I mean, is it just they take turns and you can pick someone from the other brand? I don't know. I don't know. They didn't Supposedly really. They each get. F- you know, and this is all speculation from weeks or months back. Uh, they're each going to get five picks. Uh, it can be someone from the opposing show, or they can go smack uh, NXT, which they've already made their call ups. Yeah, so that's that's kind of where I was thinking that some of those guys were going to come from. Um, well, there was talk about Andrade coming up. Like, yeah, that I mean, that could still be one, um, and. Elias Sampson could be one. Yeah, but other than those two, I can't see them taking anybody else. No, not really. Um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see next week. I'm, I'm kind of intrigued. 
Uh, and I heard the the ratings for Raw were were really good. Or you know, were they? Well, not maybe like really good. I mean, but good for this era. Yeah, they were. What were they? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I just heard that they, it had seen a significant improvement. Well, they shot their wad. They brought like the call ups <laughs> and the redebuts. You know. Yeah. Um. So Sammy defeats Jinder Mahal. <sighs> then we saw the main event, which is Seth Rollins going up against. Uh, Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe was originally supposed to be uh, Chris Jericho on his team, but due to the uh, the pandering. Before we knew about Shinsuke, did you think it was either Balor or Shinsuke? Yeah, it had to have been one of those two. And um, because of all that annoying, pa- like Owens and Joe, Owens were, did everyone a favor. Oh, they were really annoyed with that pandering too, yeah. and they're like, "Fuck this guy!" <laughs> Put him through a table. Uh, Are they writing him out like for his tour or whatever, or is he? You think um, I think he'll be back for the payback match, uh, the payback pay-per-view match, and then he'll be taking some time off. So expect him to lose at payback, and then uh, he'll be gone for a little bit. Um, so Kurt Angle was like, hey, dude, don't worry. Uh, I'll find you a partner. And it turns out to be Finn Balor. So Finn Balor returns. Crowd goes crazy. Um, I don't remember much about the match. Nothing really stuck out. Not really. So. Finn, Finn and Seth didn't look like they trusted each other. Mm-hmm. Well, That's yeah, about yeah. it. Finn, Finn is now forced to team up with the man who took him out of action. So uh, that pretty much does it for Raw. Uh, yep. It was still an enjoyable show. Yeah. I thought it was a fun show. They gave yeah. you like either a re-debut or a call-up in like, just about every segment. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, again, the Roman stuff was just great. They were they literally put on the type of show that people couldn't be mad at, but people were mad. Yeah, um, which takes us into SmackDown. We had a Randy Orton Orton promo where he calls out Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt appears. Eric Rowan returns, and then uh, Luke Harper comes in to try and make the save. His so, new mat. He's got like a. It's like a sheep with a biohazard mask. It's pretty weird. It's pretty uh pretty crazy. Um, so naturally that would set up for a tag match. Uh, later on in the, in the night, holla holla. Um, if only Teddy was there. <laughs> yeah, if only. Uh, Naomi goes up against Alexa Bliss. Um, Alexa naturally works the leg because that's what Naomi injured. What if there was? What if we get title. like a new manager and their specialty is like handicap matches? And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> handicap match players. <laughs> holla holla holla. Um, Naomi ends up getting the win to retain. Kurt Hawkins comes out, and he actually gets some mic time. He issues an open challenge, and he's going to give his opponent to the count of 10. Well, he doesn't even get to start counting because Ty Dillinger's music hits. and That uh, was obvious. Right. As well, soon as it he, wasn't. I didn't know who it was going to be until he said 10. I was like, oh, of yeah. course. I'm going to give you to the count of 10. <laughs> okay. Um, so the crowd popped hard for that. Ty Dillinger comes out. I'm a little nervous for Ty because he is super over with the crowd, but I'm worried what they're going to do with him. Like, is he going to fall into the Apollo Crews thing where he was brought up too soon and too soon? He's already already like three times as over as Apollo will ever be. Sure. But what are they going to do with him? I mean, it's hard to like Apollo. Apollo was never over, so I mean, he Ty is already over to the level that they can't like 
They can't they, keep him in NXT. Yeah, I mean, we'll know that they can't. They can't like subvert that right now. Like mm-hmm. he, he's too over to be subverted. So, yeah, Apollo never got to the point where he couldn't be denied. Like Ty's sort of at the point where he can't be denied right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ty Dillinger accepts the challenge and goes on to face Kurt Hawkins and get the win. Uh, nothing too spectacular. Everybody beats Kurt Hawkins. That's right, including Kurt Hawkins. Fun fact: beats himself. Night. <laughs> see what you did there. <laughs> Thanks. Um, then we got to see uh, Miz and Maurice say they're going to call out uh, John Cena and Nikki Bella. And man, this was so well done. The best part of of, of Miz and Maurice as Cena and Nikki is the posture that they do. The <laughs> <laughs> Cena st- uh, Miz sticking his butt out, and yeah, uh, I love the fact that the crowd bought into it for a little bit. Because he comes out and the crowd's chanting John Cena sucks and uh, you know he's doing a, he's doing it really well and then he gets the towel and I hope there's someone who can read this and or whatever it was that he said and the running to the ramp was was awesome. Um, I mean I'm just enjoying the whole Miz and Maurice mocking John Cena and Nikki Bella. That's well, probably the last time think, they're going to do it. I think they're gone for a while. Right? Yeah, they are taking some... Uh, John Cena and Nikki are taking some time off. Uh, Nikki's going to rest her neck, which has been giving her some issues, and I think Cena's taking time off to, to film a movie. And, of course, Wedding Plan! Which will probably be on the next season of Total Divas or whatever. I'm sure they're going to plan it around that. Or Total Bellas. Total Bellas, Yeah. Um, that's the a, that's the A show. Total Bellas is where <laughs> the Bellas and Cena and Brian. Like to wish you all the best in a happy marriage. Hey Johnny, sign a prenup. <laughs> Better sign that prenup, John. Uh, the funny thing is, like Maurice and Miz are on, on Total Divas now, so all the <laughs> shit they were talking about them being on, whatever. I mean, they are right. Like Maurice is on, right? Yeah, how that Miz has I to be in Maurice's honor. Yeah, sometimes he is. Um, so they come out, they cut their promo, get the crowd laughing. Uh, then they're leaving. They're about to leave. Yeah, and then uh, a gentleman holding a violin Who uh, could that appears be? on the ramp and uh, plays a nice little number, and the crowd uh, seems to know what's going on. And sure enough, they are correct in their assumptions. Shinsuke Nakamura makes his debut. You know, if that's going to be the thing, if like Nakamura and Miz stay on the same roster, I think that'll be a, maybe that's a good thing a start for Shinsuke. I, I think that's what they're what they're going towards. Uh, you know, Miz will take it as a, you're trying to outshine me. I'm the A lister. Who do you think you are? And you know, I'm sure that'll lead to uh, Nakamura's debut matchup on SmackDown. Although I heard he faced Dolph Ziggler in the dark match after 205 Live. He did. <coughs> so how that. Yeah, a lot of people were were happy to see Shinsuke, but they were unhappy that he didn't have a match uh, televised. Well, it was cool that he was there, and, they, and it was a good debut in the sense that it felt like a big deal, but it was a little disjointed in the fact that why... He interrupted The Miz, and then it was kind of like, hey, I'm here, play my music. Well, like, he, they didn't, like, confront each other. It, yeah. Like, Miz just sort of gave him the ring and left. And Miz wasn't like, fuck you, this is my time. Or, and then why did, what, what exactly was Nakamura's, like, motivation for coming out there, making his debut at that time? Was it just like, oh, this guy's a blowhard, fuck him, I'm going to go out there? <laughs> yeah. Or is it like, I mean, there, there, he has no history with Cena, like, 
kayfabe wise you know what i mean so it was just it was sort of weird and when he got out there he wasn't like hey fuck you get out of my ring it was just like this is my entrance everyone likes it okay we're done go to commercial (laughs) (laughs) you the music johnny so it was a little weird you know what i mean like yeah we'll see how it plays out next week sure it'll be fine yeah uh after that we got to see baron corbin going up against dean ambrose in a street fight and these guys uh did a pretty good job I think. I thought it was fine. Yeah. Um, Baron Corbin ends up getting the victory. And, uh, yeah, it's fine. It looks like we're going to see a, probably have a rematch for the Intercontinental title. Um, Shane McMahon came out. Wanted to thank all the fans for making WrestleMania a huge success. Thank you for cheering me. That means a lot. Uh, AJ Styles comes out and is like, you know what? I think, uh, you know, I don't I don't want to go anywhere whenever... Uh, we have the superstar shakeup because everyone knows SmackDown is the place that AJ built, and uh, I think I owe you something. And he extends. You know, I, built, I built SmackDown. And I appreciate. It. You know, I also built TNA, but they didn't appreciate me. That's right. They didn't pay me either. Um, so he says, "I think I owe you something." Extends his hand, and Shane immediately shakes it, sign of mutual respect. Um, I did like when he turned to leave. He gave him a turnaround, and they yeah, were like, they're oh. both kind of like, ah, <laughs> you, I, I see. Uh, you totally got me. Hey, you coming over tonight for dinner? Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I saw the the handshake and the literal turn for AJ Styles. He's no longer a bad guy. Now he's a good guy. I'm here to represent SmackDown and and be your guy. Um, That's the impression that I got. Yeah. So it was it was well done, and it was, and even the announcers were like, hey. You know, they might not get along, they might not like each other, but there's definitely that fighter's respect. So I thought it worked. It was uh I thought it was well done. I thought so too. Um I don't have any problems with it. Yeah. And that took us into the main event. Randy Orton and Luke Harper, former enemies, now allies after being allies, but because they're in- anyways. Uh they're going up against uh Eric Rowan and Enemy Bray of my enemy. Yeah. Is. Sure. Enemy is um, my enemy is my enemy. Or it could just be like, hey, Brad, I fucking told you so. So there's that. Um, Orton and Harper get the win. That happened. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Bray apparently has teleportation as one of his powers. Yep. I, think we, I feel he? like we've seen that before. Why yeah. wouldn't he? Yeah, why wouldn't he? He can project cockroaches on the ring map. Well, I mean, the person in the ring can't see it. <laughs> Look, I don't want to see those fucking cockroaches again. Because A, cockroaches are nasty. What about the worms? Like the maggots? I don't want to see... Listen, unless he full-on, like, Rat King from Ninja Turtle style has a army of fucking roaches that accompanies him to the ring, I don't want to see these fucking... I, I actually don't like roaches, so I don't really want to see that. Maybe we'll work with worms instead. What those little metal things that had the little clamps from Ninja Turtles? Houses? Is that what they were? I believe so. Okay. But, like, unless the full-on Rat King style has, like, a whole army of worms, then stop fucking showing worms on the ring. <laughs> they have worms. They just get sky. But he's got powers! Woo! Yeah, but use, use different ones. Those yeah. Are... yeah, instead of, like, worms, like, just Show, like, body. moldy bread. Moldy Woo! bread. Okay. <laughs> a year's supply of corn! The CDs from the band, not the oh, actual food. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, that's how uh, how SmackDown ends. Um, only a couple of hot topics for you guys this week. 
uh, as we're approaching two hours on this show. Um, hey, did you guys see 205 Live? Oni Lurkin was on it. I heard about that. I didn't get yeah, to watch 205 that. Live, but I heard he debuted. He had a good match with Swan. He lost, but it was a very good match. Wow. Nice. So that's now where he's debuting. Right? I don't know because his graphic was blank except for it was in the NXT colors. So they are like, this, you know, this guy from NXT. So well, they didn't say like he's officially on 205 also, Live. Also, what's the deal with, was it NXT or 205 Live where I read that the. It was 205 that the European guys run. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're getting ba- their own show. Well, they were saying they were going to tour with NXT and sometime upcoming in the uk or something During the UK and also tour. their new they still yeah. don't know what the hell they're gonna do well with them, huh? so, supposedly soon they're, they're getting their own show like soon they even said like they're getting their own show soon yeah. on the on two of our live or whatever premiering soon uk championship i think is what it's called cruiserweight um but That's yeah the name of the show something along those lines okay. like uk champion or something i don't know um i said i'll have title it does sound like a title. Maybe like UK it's Championship it. Wrestling. Sounds like I the work title with. to a show. Or yeah. is it going to be called Who Are Ya? Who are ya? Who are ya? Who are ya? Um, as tradition... They should for, go with Beach Ball Mania. <laughs> yes. They absolutely should. Um, after WrestleMania, there tends to be some releases. Uh, this year is no different, unfortunately. Simon Gotch from the Vaude Villains has been uh, given his release uh, earlier today, actually. I mean, I guess... A little surprised that only one of them is gone. Yeah. yeah. Because it, I'll be honest with you, if I'm picking between Aiden English and Simon Gotch, Gotch is the one I'm keeping. I mean, maybe they have alternate re- alt, uh, reasons we don't know about that aren't like ring-related yeah. to not... I don't know, but... As Supposedly far it was as- a mutual thing and... Yeah, I, I mean, know. to me, he's the the more talented of like the team, so I don't know. But uh, that's weird that they only let one of them go. Well, maybe Aiden serenaded the talent with the song. Let me, th- let me tell you something about Aiden. I don't understand his appeal in, the, in any way, shape, or form. Gotcha, I like. Yeah. Gotcha, I thought, was like saddled with the gimmick, and he did the best he could with the gimmick. But uh, I don't know. English, I don't get. Yeah. But... Maybe there'll be more to come. I hope not, because you know it's never fun seeing someone lose their job. But you know, it's after WrestleMania, and that tends to happen. History has proven. Um, final bit of hot topic news: former guest of the show, Miss Tessmacher, aka Brooke Adams, uh, got engaged over to Robbie the- E. No, say what? Uh, <laughs> no, uh, they are actually uh, they separated. Oh, what about Robbie T? No, I don't know who Robbie T is. Rob Terry. No. 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 Okay. Um. So anyways, so congratulations to her. Yeah, congrats. Um, really cool stuff. Hopefully she's. What listening. about I Robbie S? How about that? Erwin Robbie Scheister. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, did you guys uh do either of you guys follow Kayfabe News on Facebook? Nope. No, sure don't. I do. And I I don't I don't really click the articles that they post. I mostly just chuckle at the headlines that they have. And uh, one of the ones that they posted, it was uh, about Robbie Truth. No, I'm sorry. It was uh, earlier today. They posted it was like um, Billy Kidman would now like to be referred to as William Man Man or something like that. I don't for whatever reason I was just cracking up laughing at that. Billy the Kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's William Man Man. William Man Man. Yes. 
because he's older and he's more mature, mature, if you will. So, what yeah. about Roberto Rodriguez? <laughs> <laughs> What the hell? I'm tired. You found that way too funny. I'm um, tired. All right. Well, do you guys have anything else? Any other hot topics? Any? Take it uh, home. Take it home. All right. Yeah, take it home. All right. So that's going to do us for this week. If you have any questions, feel free to post them on our YouTube channel, WNS Podcast. Also, our Facebook page, WNS. Uh, or I'm sorry, our YouTube channel, WNS Video. Subscribe Get to our show on iTunes. Right. Check us out on WrestlingNewsSource.com, WrestlingNewsSource.com on Facebook. Subscribe to our show on iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. We're on Stitcher, BeyondPod, Player.fm, and Satchel. All you have to do is search Wrestling News Source Podcast to find us. What's he doing? He's laughing at his own joke too much. Roberto. Uh, you can find uh, Daniel at... Uh, you can find uh, us on Twitter. On tw- oh, yeah. At WNS Podcast. Yeah, that. And then, uh, you can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Daniel. You can follow Tyler. Nope. At Tyler underscore Hey Bear. And you can find Doug on the streets. That's right. Oh, man. I'm so tired. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us this week for the podcast crew. I'm Daniel Heron. This is not Beach Ball Mania, and I'm Tyler A. Bear. I'm Doug. <laughs> we'll catch you I'm all Robbie Doug. Next week. <laughs> yeah.